What's going on, Drinking Buddies? Brand new podcast coming right at you. Sorry about being a little bit behind schedule today, but it's been a crazy week and I just haven't slept well. And yeah, I have a lot of excuses. Nonetheless, got you your podcast a little bit late. Sorry about that. We're going to run through these ads super quick so we can get down to the action. If you don't know about it, we have video versions of the podcast available on Vimeo, full HD, no ads, at www. ANWD.net slash videos. Check them out. 99 cents an episode, $6.99 a month gets you all the episodes streaming, updated weekly. Boom, check it out. It's awesome. I'm a Twitch streamer now, so come check me out a couple times a week, especially on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific for Jackbox for Jagoffs at www.twitch.tv slash Slayer. It's a lot of fun. We get silly. If you enjoy the humor of this show, you will enjoy me playing Jackbox with people and getting just ridiculous. Check that out every Sunday. Check out the stream throughout the week for my other streams. Throw me a sub if you can. If you got Amazon Prime, it's free of charge. Blah, 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 blah. Just want to get you this podcast. That's the only ad reads we're going to do this week. My guest this week, returning for a third or fourth time, I can't even remember at this point, is my homie Kate Kennedy. Of course, we talk about life in quarantine. We get deep into some OnlyFans talk. You know, I may propose to her to try to get her Canadian citizenship. It was a lot of fun, as usual. For once, we didn't have a hard out. So you get a full two hours of Kate and I bullshitting. A little bit over, actually. And uh, yeah, we were fairly inebriated by the end. So sit back, relax, pop a cold one, and enjoy this one, Drinking Buddies. I sure as fuck enjoyed making it. started yeah why the fuck not let's do it well, cheers kate yes do this shit without technical difficulties for once right with no hard outs on either of our parts i know wheeze. it's amazing i know it's almost like we don't have anything else to do well that's painfully accurate <sighs> thanks for reminding me i mean i have a shit ton of other stuff to do but i make time for you oh Aw. Aw. First and foremost, for the audience, Kate and I did this like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Time doesn't matter anymore. I don't know. Not real. I could go check the file when it was created to see when we actually did it. But in the very recent memory, we recorded one of these, kinda. Mm -hmm. It was plagued with technical difficulty. And like 20 minutes of me defending Alan Dershowitz, which nobody needs to do. (laughs) We may get back to it. You never know. No, we really don't need to. Uh, I I thought about that and I was like, you know what? I actually don't want to leave that legacy. So. Fair enough. I'm glad that that one won't see the light of day. Nope. Nope. (laughs) That one is going in the vaults, never to be touched. And dear viewers, you have Kate to thank. For at least the first month of me having a pro Zoom subscription. You're welcome. Did you finally get my $15? Yes. Okay, good. I, thought good. I, I, felt, I felt bad about that. I thought I texted you about that. I, you probably did. I'm like, I had to reboot my router because my phone wasn't properly yeah, connected to the internet or something. You shit. did. And I was kind of like annoyed because I was like, it's fucking Apple Pay. God damn it, Matt. Like, it's the easiest fucking shit. Yeah, hey, I'm rather tech savvy. Thank you. 
I know. Well, you are. And so like, I was like, trying to like, like, I'm trying to walk you through this thing that like my grandma understands. And I'm like, oh my God, like just fucking. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, no, uh, believe me. I was like, fuck, it's Apple Pay. Why Do you is- use it now? No. Really? I use it all the time. I love it. It's set up. I can use it. It's actually yeah. kind of annoying now. Whenever I try to just open my phone, it's like, tries to open up Apple Pay. I'm like, no, 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 motherfucker. I'm trying to get at my fucking Instagram. I don't oh, want to- like it automatically tries to open your Apple Pay when you open your phone. Oh, it, does it open your wallet? Yeah, it tries to open my wallet. Like the card okay. pops up. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to look at pretty people on Instagram. I don't want to give people money right now. It does that to me too, but I also use the wallet for like plane tickets and gift cards and shit like that. Well, I do so. use the wall. I've always used the passbook for plane tickets and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a depressing reminder now that I haven't gone anywhere in a while. I know I haven't either. Where's the last place you went? Chicago in 2018 for a funeral. Really? That's like the last time you left LA. Yeah. Like, oh damn. 2019. I, my audience has heard this a bunch of times. 2019 was the first time in over a decade I did not get on a plane. Really? That's crazy. I don't think I've ever had a year of my life where I didn't get on a plane. I don't think it's ever happened to me. Well, and that's the thing. Like one of my big goals in life is to do at least one international trip a year. Yeah. And 2019 is the first time I have not followed through with that since I started doing it. And that's just because 2019 fully self-employed. That'll do it. Yep. You have to make that sacrifice. Like, Oh, uh, I mean, mine's the opposite. Cause being fully self-employed for me is a lot of travel normally, well, but it's not a lot of international travel. I don't travel internationally. I don't have a passport. What's wrong with you? I should you? get one, but I don't. Well, why would I get one now? Beat the lines? They're not even, like, the DMV's not even open. I need to get a California driver's license, and the DMV's not even fucking open. <laughs> I left my driver's license at John's for three days last week. Oh, no. I went to, like, go buy groceries, right? And, like, just because it's down the street, and so I just, like, walked down. And I must have been, I was buying wine or something. So I, pro- I left it on the counter. I just walked home and di- I didn't think about it. And then I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Trader Joe's. Like I haven't been to Trader Joe's since February. Like, fuck, like I need me some, like, cause I've been trying to limit going out and stuff and ordering as much as I can, but like, you can't fucking order Trader Joe's. And I love Trader Joe's. <laughs> They have the best two buck chuck selection. The best. Exactly. So I go right, and I had I had over hundred dollars worth of food, but I probably had another two hundred in booze. And I'm like checking out, and he's like, "Can I see your ID?" And I went, and I was like, "I don't have it," and just panic. He's like, "Do you want to check your card?" And I was like, "I guess." So I run out to my car, and then I have to like convince the security guy at Trader Joe's that's letting people in like one at a time. Like I'm already, I was already here. Like Marty allowed in. He's got my groceries. Like I just. I didn't find it, obviously. So I had to, they had to put all of it back. I was super bummed. And I came home and was like tearing my apartment apart, freaking the fuck out. Finally, I was like, well, the only other place to have been is John's. And so I called them and they had it. And I like ran right down there and then bought some more expensive wine, unfortunately. <laughs> and for people that are not in LA, John's is like a cheap knockoff Vons. Yeah. It's like, it's, uh, it's an Armenian grocery store. Just to not... So you're not confused. You're like, who the fuck's John? Yeah, no, John's is a grocery store. It's like a, it's like a really crappy version of Kroger. Yeah, it is yeah. a step down from Food for Less. Yes. Uh, you no, know, you know what? I actually wouldn't say that because Food for Less, I would say they're roughly the same quality. Food for Less has better produce, but Food for Less has larger quantities of stuff. 
Like if you go to Food for Less, you're going to end up with like the 24 pack. Whereas if you go to John's, you're going to get the 12. So potato, potato. John's is a little more convenient because it's closer to me, but I would rather be closer to like a Trader Joe's. Definitely not my pick for grocery stores. I haven't been in Trader Joe's in a hot minute just because I don't want to wait in line. That's fucking weird. They make you stand in line. They're doing the right fucking like, thing. They're really nice about it. And they, they're they like, we're so sorry. We're just trying to keep you safe. We're trying to stay safe. They, like, offer you hand sanitizer in and out. Like, they're really fucking... And you can see, like, the managers going up and down, like, counting how many people are in the store. So they know. Like, and it moves fast. So, like, I was behind the building. I was probably, like, the 20th person in line. And I got in within, like, 15 minutes. They got to have it down to a science at this point. I think they do, yeah. You have the- to leave your bags outside. You can't bring your own bags in. You have to bag your groceries outside. That's wild. Mm-hmm. How do you get them outside then? Well, you take the cart out with you. Oh, gosh. Gotcha. If you like, like if you're using their bags, they obviously bag your groceries for you. But if you bring your own, they don't want your bags in the store. So you have to leave them on a table outside and then like take your cart out. And then you stand in the parking lot and like putting things in the bags. You know what? It's worth the 10 cents of fucking bag to me to not have to do that. Honestly, I mean, like, I, I just don't like having the bags because they're not like they're paper. So they're not very useful. Like the, the like small plastic ones from like other grocery stores I'll use for like bathroom trash can liners. The plastic ones are kind of fucking pointless. Well, eventually when you can start entertaining, you know, guests again, if you bring home an ugly one, then you got a paper bag for them. That's true. At least I have a couple of those backup, you know. You could draw. You can't use a plastic bag. That would end badly. I mean, you could start off using a plastic bag. You just have to, you know, there has to be safe words involved or safe motions. But with the paper bags, you can draw whatever face you want on them when you fuck them. That's true. You know. It's an intimate Sharpie uh, portrait of Timothy Chalamet. With a big smile, like, so you know they're having a good time. Like, oh man yeah whenever i can have like a gentleman caller again won't that be fun <laughs> sometime in 2021 maybe yeah i mean porn is starting back up again but i'm not shooting because they can't figure out how they're testing no so so for those not in the porn news no uh one of the biggest testing centers in the nation pulled out of the past system over this they can't figure out how to do this covid test it doesn't make any fucking sense to do it like they're different kinds of diseases so it doesn't make sense to test for covid the way that it does for like a traditionally sti or like hiv where a blood test every two weeks is sufficient right like with covid like i can't get a covid test a week ago like as soon as i walk out of the place it's potentially invalidated right no matter what you're like you're running the risk there's no way to certify it and then it's costing us extra so it's bumping our testing costs anywhere from like 30 to 50 dollars extra Plus, like, having to add additional COVID tests for safety. And those aren't in pass, so there's no way to verify them. And then there's now a lot of people saying, like, oh, well, I'm okay with using TTS because they have a code that you can scan and it's just as good as pass. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, the, the protocols for the pass system were literally put in place. They were designed during the HIV epidemic in the 1990s in porn. That's where pass comes from. It's a system that was designed during an epidemic to keep us safe, and it has consistently for the last like almost 30 years and now people are like well i think we could just pull and i'm like holy shit no fuck you no these are the same people who have probably been shooting this whole fucking time and they're like oh this is all this is all recorded pre-covid why are we wearing masks i don't know just predictive 
Right, right. We just guessed. I'm like, I know you fucking people. Like, you can't get the goddamn weather, let alone fucking. We recorded this in February before we were locked down. Yeah. When COVID was a thing. There are a lot of, like, people that live together in porn, whether they're roommates or couples. And I, like, I mean, I love living alone. I definitely don't want to be quarantined with somebody else all day, but I am a little jealous sometimes. I'm like, goddamn, that would be so nice. Right? Like, just, oh, hey. Boy, girl content right here. Right? What are you going to do? Like, yeah, I was planning out content the other day. So I was like, oh, you should do more boy, girl. And I'm like, fucking how? You want me to die like, for your orgasm? Is that what you want from me? <laughs> I mean, I do go out a little bit, like here and there. I always wear a mask and I live alone. And I also, I think this is really kind of important. Like, I don't see any family members. I don't have any like older people or immunocompromised people that I'm in contact with. So I think I can be a little bit more. I also am 90% sure that I had it in February. So You and me both, we did talk about this last time we were on. We were both pretty sure we both had it in February and may have given it to one or the other of us because we hung out in person in February. We did. And I mean, I was in New York on February 8th, like during fashion week, I was going through JFK. I know you missed my my birthday party the day later. I know. I was so tired. And then a week later, we were hanging out and sharing a J. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you probably. Thanks, Kate. Sorry. At least you survived. I hope you don't have any permanent lung damage. Oh, I'm dead. Like, I'm a but ghost. But it's not. Good luck proving it. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Kate. I'm not going to come after you after. What, am I going to get squeezed in a fucking lawsuit? Like People have tried. Well, I mean, it is your biggest asset. I mean, you know, not if you calculate her medical bills. huge deficit in terms of that financially huge drain i love you squeegee i'm trying to turn her into a tiktok star right now see see she needs a job (laughs) so see what she's not contributing what you need to do is figure out how to get a headset and a controller in forever and just start playing on twitch as squeege you know what the problem is is that squeegee does cute things all of the time when the camera's not on and as soon as i take the camera out she fucking freezes and like she i feel like a pageant mom and i have like a cheeto above it and i'm like here here like look here come here baby come here and like nothing just nothing useless so you just got to set up more cameras around the apartment yeah like nanny cams i've tried to like even set them up and like do like a time lapse or something where she would forget that it was on but for whatever reason she just freezes up she she can like smell the camera she's like "Mm." she knows she knows she knows she's chilling in her uh, in her thunder shirt right now. Nice. She seems sleepy, so maybe it's working. She seems. I felt like I was wrapping her in like an ace bandage. So how does the thunder shirt work? So it is a calming coat that we just got from Amazon today, and it's for anxiety or hyperactivity. And it says that it. Uh, Applies constant pressure to a dog's torso, similar to a parent swaddling their infant child. This pressure-applying methodology provides a calming effect for most dogs. Do they make those for people? I think they're called weighted blankets. Yeah, but I can't be at a laptop with a weighted blanket on. What about a straight jacket? I haven't tried that recently. Same principle. It yeah, but seems that, like the same principle. My arms would be behind me and like typing would be hard. What if you could just get a straight jacket vest? That would just be like a vest. That's that's my new look and straight jacket vest on video. That well, could be a thing for me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't personally like wearing tight fitting clothing. I have my uh, 
my dope flannel PJ pants on right now. But if it soothes her, she does like wearing clothes. So she seems fine with it. Like she has several holiday sweaters that she likes. I don't know if she likes them so much as she likes the attention people give her when she wears them. Hey, means but either way, it's, it's really cute. So either way. Hey, if she's into it, that's all that matters. Yeah. It's all that fucking matters. I know. She does get cold. She likes to be under things in general. Like she likes to be, but she keeps trying to hide under my furniture whenever the fireworks start. And it's like the saddest thing in the world. Oh, uh, that's a big bummer. It is. It's a bummer for sure. But uh, hopefully this helps. I've also been giving her her fluoxetine later in the afternoon. It's like doggy Xanax. And uh, I was giving it to her in the morning because that's what it says to do. But then like it would wear off by the time the fireworks started. So, I've, so I just gave it to her like right before this show. So I'm hoping it. Hopefully it's just a. Well, because they go to like two, three o'clock in the fucking morning. Oh, I know. We live yeah. in the same neighborhood. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I hear them too. We're probably hearing the same fireworks at the same time. I think we are. It's fucking insane. And I hate it. And if you're setting off fireworks right now, you fucking suck. Go choke on a dick. My dog, my three-legged dog, who is pathetic enough, hates you. Right. Yeah. Um, it was worse when all the sirens were happening. They're still happening sure. a fair amount. I mean, they're not like I was sitting here, like looking out my window and saw like an army of uh, or a convoy of army vehicles like barreling down the highway. So that stopped. Yay. That was good. I, uh, I went to the pride March on uh, a couple weeks ago on Sunday. That was after you briefly popped on for Jackbox with us. Yes. I didn't know. That was the night before. I think. No, we did Jackbox on a Saturday. Yeah, I know. I went on Sunday. Right. The March is on Sunday. So I, it was after. Uh, I went. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I went on the morning after because I was tired that night. Or no, was they doing? I was recording something. I don't know. I can't keep up with your schedule. You're so fucking I busy. I don't fucking know either, dude. I have like so many schedules. I've, I did a sketch about it yesterday. I have no idea what I'm doing. That makes two of us. Yeah, it's just there's just a constant deluge of shit that I like. I, I keep telling people this too. And actually, I'm doing a sketch with my neighbor about it because she's like, so she's on unemployment. And so she's really stressed because she's also like creative and a writer. And she's like, I'm not doing enough with my time. I need to like write the screenplay and do this and do this. And so she's like trying to fill her time. And my time is so fucking full that it's like the same anxiety for opposite reasons. I deeply, so we're, oh God, you sorry. get it, right? Yeah. It's like, cause th there's like a huge difference between my friends that are on employment and are like, I need to write the great American novel and me who's over here. Like I have to do 50 photo sets and all these clips and customs and I have to do this and I have to write this website and, and I have to write my fucking novel. So I'm like, I, like it's hard to explain to those people that like, actually I'm not experiencing the same thing you are right now. I've never been busier professionally. Well, you have the advantage of having a profession that allows you to really monetize from home pretty. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I've just never been, it's weird to be one of the only busy people in the world right now. I know. Or like just a smaller, cause normally my friends that have like regular day jobs are much busier than I am. They have like set schedules. They have to go do stuff. And I'm always like, Oh, let's go to the beach. It's Tuesday. This is great. <laughs> and now I'm like, shit. Cause like the demand is kicked up. The marketplace is saturated. So I'm 
putting out more content than ever at a faster pace than ever. I'm having to learn how to do new skills that I've never had to do before, like video editing, like new kinds of photo editing. Like I have to learn all of this new stuff as I go. You could farm out some of that video editing. <laughs> I honestly enjoy doing it myself. I know. I'm just shamelessly trying to get work. I know. I'm sorry. If I could afford to pay you, I would. Oh, that's what they all say. I do pay for your podcast. I know. You're the best. You remind I me know. of that every time we talk. Like, Matt, I do support you. <laughs> oh, I would. I mean, I would love to be in a position where I had all of this money and I could just like hire my friends to do all of this and not be super stressed, but I'm not quite there yet. And so like, it's getting there, but it's weird because I feel like everyone else's life is kind of on this weird pause and I'm like not getting that pause. I'm getting the opposite. No, I feel you. I feel you. Mine's, mm-hmm. mine's not really on a weird pause. It's just like I had to segue like instead of doing a production for other people mm-hmm. like that's super slowed down it's like okay uh, i'm gonna just hardcore embrace being a twitch streamer now which is awesome i see you streaming all the time and i'm upping my production value on that like i'm learning more and more about like setting up my stream all that fun shit i'm partnering up with a couple other friends of mine that play we're gonna make a yeah, gaming group so we can cross promote like start a youtube channel of like highlights of all of us under one branding nice which is all my idea. The <laughs> That's awesome. That's a really good idea, though. Good for you. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, let's take four or five anonymous dudes and put them all <laughs> under one banner, and hopefully one of us will catch on. Right. I think a lot of creative people are going through that right now. Even people that do have, like, a pause in their, like, quote-unquote, like, whether it's a day job or a profession or whatever. Like, I, there, I, there's an enormous amount of pressure to create right now, and it's really difficult to, like, quantify that with, like, hey, the world is on fire. Well, and, and like you want, everybody wants to write the diary of Anne Frank. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody wants to create this incredible piece of work under this enormous pressure. And it's so hard to get yourself out of that mindset and just enjoy the time that you do have to do that work. Definitely. And on, yeah. the other part about it is like part of writing something that's compelling is having experiences to fall back on. No one's really experiencing shit right now. Yes. And it's really hard to, even though like this is an experience to an extent, it's really, really hard to write a story while you're still living it. Well, like I'm finally getting to the tail end of like doing studio porn in terms of that career. And like the intent was always to write about it. And I'm like just starting to be able to say like, Oh, this is the narrative. This is what it sounds like. This is what it was like. Like you have to have that hindsight to describe it. Just trying to tell the story while you're going through it. Like if I like look back and was to tell you like, bing, bang, boom, this is what happened. Like, it's not even an interesting story. It doesn't make any fucking sense. No. Like to craft a narrative, you have to like be able to step outside of it and have a little distance. As the old saying goes, you can't see the forest from the trees. Exactly. Can I smoke this on here? Of course. Sweet. For the audio audience, she is firing up what she gave me COVID with. It's exactly the same one. I know it's, it's got my DNA still on it. You just reduce, want to, reuse, recycle, man. Yeah. Kate, I understand. You just want my DNA on your lips. It's cool. It's cool. I understand. Always. Always, darling. Oh, uh, I'm going to blush. Mm. I'm well lit now so people can see that shit. I know. It looks good. <laughs> so for the video audience, or for the audio audience, finally, lighting has happened here for the fucking remote shows instead of me being a shithead. And I know better. I fucking know better about my fucking lighting. And I have put out like probably seven or eight podcasts where I'm just like in the dark. You really, yeah. Proud of you. 
proud of me for spending $40 on a ring light like I should have months very ago. Very proud of you. Yes, very proud of you. I'm uh, working on turning. So like a lot of my fans have seen it, but I have like a office closet. It's like a big walk-in closet that I turn into an office. And I'm like, it's kind of just been like a junk room for all my like props and costumes and shit. And I'm like actively working on turning into like a legit studio now and trying to figure out how to do that, like where it can store everything that I need, but also like I can shoot in there. So I want to put like, I'm trying to figure out how to do like a lighting setup where I could actually like attach them to the walls and kind of have them on like swivels. So I could like adjust, you know what I mean? Almost like a makeup mirror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm looking for stuff like that and then like backgrounds and I'm trying to figure out how I can like move like storage wise for stuff. So it's, it's a small space. So it's going to be kind of a conundrum, but I think it'll be. I, if anyone, it. I think I have faith in you that you will get it done. I, I just love the idea of being able to have like a place with like a designated backdrop that I can do like podcasts or zoom shows or live shows or cam shows, whatever. Like, and uh, actually have it look like, oh, it's not just my living room. It's like a fucking business. Like my living room looks nice. And I like shooting in it, but I would like to have a place where it's like, oh, this is like the Kate Kennedy studio. Right. You know? Kennedy so Studios. You'll yeah, get it done in no time. Yeah. I'm ho- hopefully I will. I mean, everything with Amazon, like shipping is so long now. Oh. That it's really frustrating. Like, honestly, it's been good for my bottom line, though. Because now I look at it and I'm like, do I want to wait a week for this? And I'm like, no. So then I just don't buy it. Well, Whereas two-day shipping, I'm like, I could have this tomorrow? Oh, fuck yeah. See, what's pissing me off about that is like, literally, right now, I had a notification for something that was supposed to arrive by 9 p.m. tonight. Oh, it'll yeah. be here between the 23rd and the 24th. Wait a minute. You said it was going to be here today. How the fuck yeah. is it coming days later now? That happened two weeks in a row with my meal kit because I get like HelloFresh. And if it gets here a day late, the food is ruined. Right. Cause it's frozen and like it can stay in transit for something like two days. It'll stay frozen, but longer than that, everything spoils. Yeah. The dry ice goes. And- yeah. And so it's not even dry ice. It's like a gel. Oh really? Yeah. It's like these big, like plastic baggies that are full of this and you like cut them cause they're recyclable. You like cut them and throw the gel away. Huh. Um, yeah, it's weird. It, it looks like the stuff that's inside of ice packs. Nice. Um, I think, yeah, it's probably like, glycerin and, and water or something but anyways so like yeah I got like two weeks in a row and i had to call them and i was like look i get it like i understand shipping's delayed but i just spent 140 dollars on food that i can't even eat were and they, now i have no food were they cool about it they were super cool they like refunded the first one and then they're like we'll give you a credit on next week's so i basically they basically gave me my money back yeah fuck yeah because i really and they've been on time every time since so Hell yeah, because yeah, in those situations, they got to have more lead. Like, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, it's annoying that my fucking Xbox adapter for my PC is not going to be here tonight. Yeah. But that's not the end of the world. That's not me, like, having to figure out what I'm going to eat tonight. Yeah, and, like, on a level, because that's how I budget, too, is, like, I'm like, okay, that, because that's, like, six meals for me. That's the majority of food that I eat during the week is, like, those three dinners. And then I just have, like, bagels or frozen waffles or fucking snacks or whatever. But like, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty fucking frustrating to be like, oh, it's the end of the day and I'm going to get this great dinner and then just be like, wow, I guess I get nothing and I have to order takeout or go try to like cook for one person. I started eating a bunch of my like pandemic can supply <laughs> of food, which is just depressing as shit. I like should not prep for an apocalypse. That would be the most depressing apocalypse ever. <laughs> 
Like I ate all of my like little Debbie's and like beef jerky and fun shit right away. And now I just have like cans of like chicken dumpling soup and like beans. Oh, chicken dumpling soup's delicious. (laughs) I keep, I mean, not in June in Los Angeles. That sounds gross. I'll do it. I'll do it right now. Cold. Well, not cold. But the the worst thing about trying to, you know, cook for one person is nothing is portioned in America for one person. Nothing. And that's why I really like the HelloFresh thing is because it's literally just enough for me to have dinner one night and lunch the next day. It's perfect. I eat like two thirds of it that night and a third of it tomorrow. Great. Fucking easy. Like, and I don't waste food. And like, it costs, it doesn't really cost that much more than if I was to go to the grocery store and buy all of these things. I would have more of these things, but what am I fucking going to do with a giant thing of sour cream? Going to go bad before I use even like half of it. Make a weird scene. That's true. I did say I was going to put ranch dressing on my titties and like lick it off with chicken nuggets one time. Has that happened? No, I never did it. Just lying to the internet, Kate. I just, no, I didn't lie about it. I was just like, I could do this. And all the people were like, you should do that. And I was like, all right, thank you for your uh, feedback. Management appreciates that. And we will take it into consideration. And until there are dollars presented for it. Yeah. 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 So until there are dollars presented for it, you're just going to get more pictures of me with my sweatpants pulled halfway down. Sorry, guys. Hey, I got a dollar on it. I don't even want to consume the scene, but I will support your art. I got a dollar on it. Thank you. Thank you. I'll buy the McNuggets. Fuck it. I will Postmates you the McNuggets for it. You got to come up with your own ranch, though. McNuggets? Don't, they come with ranch. Really? Yeah, you can just ask for the ranch dipping sauce. Uh, I always do that. I always get barbecue. Oh, I don't like barbecue sauce. Bye, Kate. Sorry. I don't think, I think it's weird to put sugar on meat. No, sugar's delicious on meat. I think it's weird. I don't like candied bacon either. Meat is meat and sugar is sugar. And I just don't think. What? I don't, I don't like barbecue. I've never really liked barbecue. I like, um, I kind of like St. Louis barbecue where it's like really smoky and not sweet, but I don't like like Memphis barbecue or anything. I can't fuck with. Well, Honestly, uh, in the rating of my barbecue, it's all about Texas because it's super peppery. Yeah, Texas barbecue is okay. I still find it kind of sweet. Well, a lot. I don't of, like honey mustard either. I like regular mustard. I don't like, I don't like either. honey mustard. I don't like either. Love mustard. Fucking love mustard. But good Texas barbecue, you can definitely like get it and not have to even put sauce on it. Like just, I like. Going to Spring Creek Barbecue where they bring the rolls around. Where's that at? It's it's a chain. They're like all over Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. They like they're known for their rolls and like these girls walk around with these giant baskets full of like homemade, like from the oven rolls, like they're hot. Oh, boy, howdy. Ugh. It's pretty fucking great. I can't stand fried okra, but I will eat at Spring Creek all the time just for those rolls. Oh, man. I just had a vision of hot girls with hot rolls. Yeah, no, it's hot, dude. Like, it's fucking, I'm into it. Spring Creek Barbecue, it's in Texas. Next time I'm in Texas. Because yeah. every time I've gone to Texas, it's always been like hole-in-the-wall joints or like some of the famous ones. Like, I uh, went to Black's out in Lockhart and outside of fucking yeah. Austin. Oh, so I've been to a couple famous Austin ones and I don't remember the names, honestly. My dad lived in Austin for a while. So like I would go visit him sometimes and I've been to a few of those, but, um, 
like I said, I'm not a big bar. I like like the tacos in Austin or anything like Tex-Mex. I really like in terms of Texas food. And I like Southern food. Oh, Southern like food's I, amazing. Southern food's fucking great. Like I like Creole food and like Cajun food a lot. Um, oh, now you're making me depressed. I haven't been to New Orleans in six years. I've never been in New Orleans. I really want to go. I've never been. My parents went when they were like dating and like when they were about to get engaged. Well, when the pandemic's over and it's safe yeah. to do so. We can go to New Orleans. I will. My grandparents actually did the same thing. It's like a thing in my family. If you're going to get married, you got to like you're about to get engaged. You go to New Orleans. I don't know why. Kate, I'm not proposing to you. I just want to go to New Orleans. It's cool. We can go to New Orleans as friends. Awesome. Totally. We will totally you know troll for you know opposite sex with each other. I'll wingman for you. You can wing woman for me. It'll be fun. I control for either sex. So saying my odds are better than yours. Your odds are better than me, even if you weren't trolling for both sexes. You think that, but I have no game, so good luck. I only have game for other people. I'm an excellent wingman, but I cannot get myself laid to save my fucking life. All right. Well, that'll be my mission. We'll go to New Orleans. We'll get you laid. I mean, I once sold a friend to someone at a bar for $5. Nice. She never paid me. That Rude. Right? Although, I think if she did, it might be human trafficking. He was consenting. It would have been pandering, not human trafficking. Whatever you say. I mean, I would have had to break out a camera and get 2257 paperwork to make it legal in California, but we'll just walk away from that. Right. Just tiptoe away. Never mind. That didn't happen. Oh, it totally has. Squeegee's chilling. She's chilling in her little thunder vest. Very chill. Nothing like bringing up Squeegee and be like, oh, let's walk away from the crime Matt's committed talking about on the internet. Move away from that. It was a fun crime. Fun crime. Woo! I don't really think I've ever really. Co- I haven't really committed any crimes ever. Well, technically, you're committing. A federal, I, you're committing a federal crime right now. Woo! And for the last ten years. See. I stole a nail polish from a Target in 2014. Ooh, you rebel! You. I'm sure you have blown a red light. I'm sure you've sped at one point or another. I really don't speed. I'm like a very safe driver. I speed occasionally, but I've, I, I honestly have a lot of anxiety about driving, especially in LA. Like I never had it before I moved here. And I used to drive across the country by myself and be like fucking fine. And now like I can't go on highway overpasses. Like I will have a panic attack. That's no good. It's not. And I'm not the only person I know that's moved here and had that problem. That's- like I have at least like three or four friends off the top of my head that moved to LA and we're like, fine. I grew up driving. I drove 20 miles each way to go to high school. So I drove 40 miles a day starting when I was like 16 and I was fine on the freeway. I was fucking fine with like up to like five or six other people in my car. Fine. And now I get to LA and I'm just like, I can't like, I get so nervous and I have a nice car. It's a new car. It's not new, new, but like I bought it new. It's a couple years old. It's very safe. But, like, I can't. Like, I, I went, I drove up to North Hills last month to go pick up that record player. And, like, I had to get off of, like, 170 because I was just, like, having, like, my heart was beating out of my chest. Really? Holy yeah. That's like, I would very seriously consider moving to New York if I could afford to just so I wouldn't have to drive again. Because I just don't, there's not any other, like, maybe Chicago. But, like, if you want to, like, live in a city and really not own a car and not spend an exorbitant amount of money. It's New York or Chicago. And only parts of Chicago. And only parts of Chicago. Exactly. So it's New York. Yeah. 
And also, I'm not going to move to Chicago. I already live in LA. Like, I'm not going to go back. Right. Like, that's a step backwards. I agree. Now. More yeah. great. You, I'm, I agree. Yeah. No, once you move to, if you move to LA or if you move to New York, you can't move anywhere else. You just move either to New York or you move to LA. Yeah. You go back and forth. That's it. And people from New York and LA date each other, but they don't date people unless they're trying to convince the other person to move out to LA or New York. Well, that is almost always true. Though I did have a friend who was born and raised in New York who started dating a dude in Chicago and almost moved to Chicago for him. But Okay, that's different, though. Like, if you fall in love with somebody, you'll move to fucking Mobile, Alabama. Like, you know. Mm, mm, Some people would. Mm, Mobile. A younger, a younger Kate would have. A younger Matt would have, especially if she had very nice perky breasts. I, yeah. Uh, I'm like, I will follow them tits anywhere. Yeah. But older jaded Matt would be like, nah, nah. This is gonna fall apart. I'm not gonna uproot my life for when this falls falls apart. Yeah, I first like the first time I've ever had that thought was last year, and I remember thinking like, okay, this sucks because I'm definitely getting older and more mature. But at the same time, I'm so glad I'm having this thought where I'm like, oh shit, my life is actually too valuable to throw away for a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> like it was the first time I felt like I was like, wait, hold up, like I have a career, I'm trying to do shit, and you're really cool, but like. I'm not going to even entertain that possibility. Right. And it wasn't even like he had asked me to. I just was like, oh, shit, this isn't going to work because, like, I'm valuable and this is what I'm focusing on right now. It was a good feeling. That's an awesome feeling. Yeah. The, the next plan is, why don't you move here, dude? What do you got going on that you can't move here? Here's well, awesome. He had actually, he'd left here, like, two years ago. So, like, he had already left here. He could come back. No, it made more sense. No, it was cool. It was just like a, yo, let's focus on our careers thing. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. You know, yeah. I mean, like, I again, there are other reasons why I would move to New York, not just for like a random person, but like, I don't want to drive anymore. (laughs) That's the big reason. See, I just don't want to deal with snow ever again. So New York's out. Yeah. I mean, I work at home, so like I could be pretty, and I don't mind like walking a short distance in the snow. Yeah, um, the other thing is, it's just like, our rents are comparable to New York's, but you get so much more here for your money. You really do, yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Like, you pay about the same, but you get a bigger space. Like, there's a bottom to what you're going to pay in LA and New York. Like, you're almost definitely paying over $1,000 no matter where you live. Yeah. That's the bottom. But if you're paying $1,000 in LA, your room is probably, you probably have roommates, but your room's probably twice the size of what it would be in New York. And it probably, maybe there's, a, it's like 30% less likely to have rats. Yeah. I, w- I would go with that number. Yeah. 30%. Though New York definitely has bigger rats. They definitely have bigger rats. No, I'm saying LA has fewer rats and they're smaller. Right. Exactly. I was just saying like. Yeah, but you're acting like bigger rats is a selling point. I don't know. You put little saddles and cowboy hats on them? <laughs> think of the content, Kate. Think of the content. I know. Think about it. Like a rat dressed like a cowboy riding squeege? That would be funny. That would be very funny. Only in New York. I think it'd be cuter if it was a bunny rabbit. Oh, definitely. I mean, a giant. So I don't think squeege, nobody can really ride squeege. She's more of a rider than a ridey. Well, then you've got to find a really big rat. Real... To New York. To New York. Not right now, though, because it is a cesspool. Well, so's here, because our numbers are going... Our, yeah, our numbers are going up, too. Yeah, for These sure. These dumb motherfuckers. Oh. Dude. 
I'm so conflicted right now because I want to go out and support, you know, yeah. my my local watering holes. Yeah. That have shown me so much love over the years, but I also yeah. don't want to go out and. I, I will say, out. so I went to a bar the other night for the first time in like three months. I had not been to a bar since late February. So actually even longer than that. I feel. And late February, early March. You, I think you and I were at Lost Property together last night we went to a bar. Yeah. Th- it, I was, was in Mar- it was in early March. Yeah. No, that was late February. Late February. Okay. Whatever. Anyways, I went to a bar the other night. I met up with a friend for a drink really late. It was like 11 o'clock. Well, not really, really late, but later. Feels later now. Right. Um, and uh, there was only, because it's socially distanced. So, like, we sat, like, next to each other, but then the next people were, like, six feet down. So, it was, like, maximum the entire time we were there. I think there was 10 people in the bar. And, like, there's, like, big sheets of plexiglass in between you and the bartenders. And the bartenders all have masks on. And you don't have to wear a mask, obviously, because there's no way to, like, yeah. drink. Like, it defeats purpose. Um, but honestly, okay, like, as someone that loves a good empty bar, I was like, this is the tits. It's quiet. There's nobody, like, nobody's fucking here. There's no one screaming or fighting with their boyfriend. Like, it's just a bunch of people drinking quietly and having conversations at a normal level. That's my dream. Minus the killer disease. That's amazing. All bars should be like that forever. I'm down with that, but I'm also down to have conversations with strangers and you can't strike those up now. That's true. I mean, I honestly don't really have a lot. I do, like I said, open mics. I don't just go to bars and have conversations with strangers usually. I do. Because I don't want to die. Well, that's the big difference between my body mass, your body mass, my gender, your gender. Um, No one is going to try to take me home and skin me, most likely. Yeah, I mean, it would be a waste of time to do that to me. They would be better off doing it to you. You have more skin. I do. You have a lot more skin. Yeah, at best, you're going to get, like, maybe a nice vest out of me. You get a whole pair of chops out of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. But the problem is then you have to shave and tan it. And... You have to shave and tan me, too. I have hair, just baby hair, but I have it. Right, right. I don't have You'll have to do that. That I... process would still occur. I don't have baby hair. I have baby hair. I have coarse back hair. I have little white fluffy baby hair. Yeah, yeah. I have coarse back hair. in the sun. Ladies, line forms to the left. Check out that back hair. It's great. I'm selling myself very well here. You really are. You should use that for your hinge profile. I will. Like, mm-hmm. we can have a long romantic day at the beach where you braid my back hair. It's not that bad, I swear. Come on, that's my dream, just to have a woman standing behind me braiding Matt my back Matt just hair. has, like, a piece of shag carpet, like, stapled onto this, like, his shoulder blades. I mean, I honestly wish I did, because it's just kind of patchy at this point. So that's, I feel even weirder. <laughs> it's like, if it was at least a shag carpet, it's like, okay, I can, like, easily shave and clean that. But it's just, like, just patches of fucking gross. I hate shaving during quarantine. Like, I don't actually get a break from that, and it feels like such a fucking waste. Oh, dude. Because I'm like, great, like, I have to take pictures, like, I'm the only one, I mean, I do, like, I actually, like, I don't like, like, I don't mind body hair and other people at all. I actually kind of like hairier guys in general. Like, I've dated a lot of Italian men, but, like, (laughs) um, I like back hair, and I like meatballs, so, you know, but, um, I personally, like, cannot stand fucking having body hair, like, I can't fucking stand it. It's, like, itchy. And it like it bothers me, and I totally like 
I think bushes are hot, but I could never grow one. That would drive me insane. Currently, my my laziness versus driving me insane is the laziness is winning. Honestly, my pubes are longer than my head hair at this point. Like, it's, dude, imagine if mine were. How crazy would that be? Oh well, at that point, if you could grow it out that long, you'd have ZZ top in between your legs. <laughs> oh, there's a sexual fantasy I didn't know I had. <laughs> Actually, having members of ZZ Tops in between your legs, or just having a bush that's long, that long. Both of those. Those both sound so fun. But which member is ZZ Top? There's three of them, or do you want all three in between your legs? They all, yeah, all three of them. First of all, but also they all look identical to me. I dropped my jewel pod. That's why I'm doing this. For the audio audience, it does not matter. For the video audience, Kate has disappeared. Hello. Hello. But no, Frank Beard doesn't look like the rest of ZZ Top. He doesn't have a beard. Oh, okay. He's the I'm drunk. Not that famili- I'm not that familiar with ZZ Top. I just know that they wear the hats. I have one of their albums. Well, they yeah, all have the long beard. Well, two of them have the long beard. I'm not like a, I'm not like a ZZ Top fanboy. Well, that would be an interesting thing for you to pull off to be a fanboy. That would be cool, though. I like being a fan of things that like nobody else is a fan of. Well, they they are a very big band and have been around for a very long time. So I don't. I th- oh yeah, I know that. But like, the, just I'm saying like. No, that I would not be normally a fan of. Oh, I'm sure we can find something obscure for you. I did a six-tweet thread about how hot I find 1985 Andrew McCarthy today. A lot of people did. Yeah, I guess that wasn't that unique. Dude. I, I'm pretty sure he has a Tiger Beat cover somewhere. Oh, no, I know that. But like, I'm just saying no one's tweeting about it in 2020. Well, Kate Kennedy obviously is. I am keeping the dream alive. Did you tag him in it? No, he's married. He has so? three children. He's very happy. How do you know he's happy? He seems very happy. Did you read his biography? He's an actor. <sighs> Come on, you know artistic types are never actually happy. I don't think that's true. I think you can be actually happy and be an artist. I'd love to see it. My better work comes from when I'm happy, but I'm super down. I don't want to do shit. And everything I do sucks. Like, sometimes I'll start writing something, and I'll just be like, not, if I'm not in a good mood, and I'll read it back, and I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, are you Oliver Twist? Do you live in a poorhouse? Get it together, Kennedy. Holy fuck. <laughs> like, your life is not that bad. Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry your mom wasn't nice to you. Like, what? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least you're not writing it in the bread line. That's true. That is true. Although this restaurant that I really like near my house was giving out free meals, no questions asked. And I did consider going like, I don't have any, I should not, I didn't, but I was just like, Oh, that sounds so good. And it'd be really cool to not pay for dinner. But I didn't go. I would have gone. It's like El Capricio. It's on, you're really picky about your Italian places. Yeah. Why would I text you about that? You wouldn't even like it. It's free. Okay, I was just thinking today about how, or not today, but like this week in general, um, about, how, well, I was thinking about the Catholic Church because I'm always thinking about the Catholic Church. Because um, I grew up Catholic. And I was, oh, I thought about it because I was uh, photoshopping my new Twitter banner, which is clips of me from Dr. Drew saying, I wanted to be an altar server, but they said it was too hot button. It looks really good. <laughs> Nice. And it took me a while to get the dimensions right. Nice. So I was thinking about it. And I was thinking about how weird it is that, like, 
there's this like glorification of extreme violence in the Catholic church where it's just normalized. Like we have a whole three day like festival celebrating like a crucifixion. Crucifixion is a medieval torture method. Yeah. It's not a good and, way like, to go. No, not at all. And like, we have little, little kids in there, like breathing in incense and just like seeing this man being like stabbed and fucking, I remember asking as a kid, I was like, why didn't Jesus's limbs just like fall off like the pressure? And they're like, oh, cause they bind your wrists to the cross too. And I was like, seven, don't fucking tell a seven year old that that's some saw shit. Well, on top of it, everyone wears little golden pendants celebrating how he yeah, they're everywhere. Dude, my mom has them in every room in her house. And when I was a teenager and I like just painted my bedroom and I didn't want one in there. And she's like, I just don't understand why you would reject Jesus in your room. I was like, because that's a fucking depiction of torture. I don't want a giant bloody dying man on my wall. I'm so sorry. Right. Even if it's made out of pewter or fucking Irish crystal or some shit. Don't want it on my fucking wall. And then like in high school, there was like a traveling reliquary show where like just people, like bits of people's fingernails and hair and blood are like put on cards in these little gold picture frame shit things. And you're just supposed to go learn about how all of these people were torn apart by lions and shit and like thrown down wells and stoned to death. Like there's just, and like my parents wonder why I grew up and got into BDSM. What the fuck, guys? This is all on you, folks. All on you. Seriously, like that is so not normal. But it is. But it's really normalized. But it's so if you actually think about that and think about like telling children that, holy fucking shit, dude. Well, that's not cool. If you look at Catholicism as an overarching thing, it's fucked. I mean, old school Catholics were like the body is a prison and we're about fucking flogging themselves and, you know, they're basically waiting for death so they can be in paradise. This, yeah. this world is torture. We are waiting for fucking paradise. That is the popular religion. You're literally taught, like, as a Catholic, that, like, dying a martyr's death is a beautiful, holy, good thing. Right. But suicide That's bad. fucking it's- weird. It's weird to teach seven-year-olds about martyrs. Right. It's... You will go to heaven and be rewarded if you martyr yourself. But if you yeah. commit suicide and cut the line, hell. Hell. And you're inherently bad and everything you do is always bad. Everything you do is flawed and terrible. Like on one level, I will say that like I think like growing up Catholic keeps you super grounded because you are always questioning whether or not what you're doing is good. But like I feel guilty if it's a nice fucking day outside. Like this is some bullshit. Yeah, fuck that. Like, and I've, like, not been a practicing Catholic in so long. And it's still just, like, like the realization as an adult that you grew up in a cult, it's just a very widely accepted cult, is weird. Oh, I have theories that 100, 100, 200, 300 years from now, Scientology will be the prominent religion because they've embraced celebrities better than anyone else. Scientology's actually been faltering the last couple of years, like, major hardcore. They've, like, lost a lot of money. Yeah. We should stop talking about this or they'll come to our houses. We don't live far enough away from them. Fair enough. Hey, I was just saying that they were going to be the dominant religion. But they can't come after me for that. I would still like a career in Hollywood, please. I know. Exactly, right? They're great. And I really like what they've done with the old hospital. And the neighborhood would not be as clean and well lit without their presence. 
That's true. They installed a lot of lights. It's probably a lot safer. There definitely are a lot better bistros right there on Fountain because of it. True. Yes. Very true. Very true. And they keep the grass and the flowers really nice. It always looks nice there. (laughs) Although you go two blocks away, it's not, not nearly as nice. Yeah, no, two blocks away, it's like where I live, and it's not nearly as nice. I know, I used to live at Fountain and Edgemont. Oh, nice, nice, yeah, I know, Fountain and Edgemont. Yeah, I literally literally could see the Scientology Center from my window, like, oh, hey, right there. That was my first L.A. apartment. Nice, big old big blue. Big old big blue, but rad dining right around the corner, mostly Scientology. Plus, like, what else are we going to do with that building? Besides give it to a cult. Who else needs a giant old hospital? Most of those things know. get real gross really quick. Maybe a sanitarium. Maybe. Maybe a mental health facility for all these fucking people who need it in this goddamn town. Maybe. I know. Maybe. But that we don't have those anymore. Thanks, Reagan. Right. Thanks, Ronnie. I'm not. I mean, like, they were, like, hotbeds for abuse. So I don't think we should gloss over that. But, like, yeah, like, we could have... <laughs> I don't know. This is getting into a conversation where it's like, why are we abolishing the police? We should just reform them. And it's like, you can't reform something that's like inherently rotten. And I do sort of feel the same way about that. It's like, I don't know what the solution is to that. I'm not a social worker. I get fucked in the ass for money. So. Right. I, I, I and it was gangrene, but chopping the whole limb off and then not even installing a prosthetic seems like a bad plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. I agree with that. Lack of prosthetics in the Reagan era. Yep. Very much so. Enjoy yeah. your jelly beans in hell, Ronnie. Yeah. That's one of the fun things about St. Elmo's Fire, by the way, is just how much cocaine they do in that movie. Hey, in those days, you were a fucking baller if you <laughs> do cocaine. Well, no, because it's the 80s. Literally, at one point, it's like, do you work? She's like, what are you talking about? It's the 80s. She's like, and he's like, she's like, don't you want to take me home? And I think it's like Amelia Estes. He's like, no. And she's like, well, I'm not, a, I'm going to call someone else. Why would I waste all this good Coke? And just goes to a payphone. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Yes. Oh, good times. Like, oh, man. Such good times. Great fucking movie. Fucking. I got really into that movie in high school. And I'm pretty sure I wrote, like, it's just our time on the edge on every notebook that I had. Despite it not at all being my time on the edge. Like, not even close. <laughs> Like I was so, I was like Rob Lowe, like and Jimmy Moore in her like clown room at the end with like the windows open. I'm not ruining this movie. This movie's been out since 1985, so I'm not fucking spoiling it for you. This movie's older than you are. Yeah, this movie's like 10 years older than I am. So like fucking deal. Um, yeah, and he's just like like also the clown imagery. Just wow, a lot of things going on there. Ah, uh, great movie. Just a uh, glimmers of what Joel Schumacher. Schumacher will do later in life in his film career. Just True that. Weird clown imagery all over Batman. Love it. Love it. I'm not the biggest super I'm not a big superhero movie fan at all. I'll be honest. I've seen very few of them. It's okay. His superhero movies were not good. I heard they were not good. Yeah. I mean, people didn't like St. Almost Fire when it came out either. Fair, fair. Yeah. A lot of people still don't really like it. I really like it. Well, the, the Batman movies, he installed nipples on the costumes for no oh. reason. Like, it got weird. That is weird. Okay, I get it. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it got weird and just horrible, horrible campy performances. It was, it was just not good. Just not good. Arnold Schwarzenegger just throwing out puns, like cold puns because he's Mr. Freeze. 
My TV broke this week. I'm sorry. I'm getting a lot more done. I know. I'm so sad. It's my, my best friend TV. My second best friend TV. Squeegee. Squeegee's my first best friend. TV is my second best friend. Right. And it died this week. Good thing we're in 2020 where you can catch most of it on your computer. I know. Well, but here's the thing is that usually I will have the TV on in the background while I do stuff on my computer. And I can't do both. So... Boom. And it's not, the TV's not actually dead. It just can't connect to the internet anymore. So all I have to do is get a new Roku box and like plug it in, which is like $35. It's not a big deal. I'm just annoyed. Still I haven't totally, done it. I totally get it. I totally and also like, I'm realizing how much work I get done without watching TV. Well, and that's upsetting. When you have TV again, I have something to recommend. Okay. The new Perry Mason is really good. Really, I have not heard good things. I heard bad things. Yeah, I heard bad things. Who told you bad things? The Hollywood Reporter. What'd they say? Uh, They said that he didn't need such a detailed backstory. That's their fucking complaint? Yeah. That, oh, God damn, we gave death to a character who was not clearly defined in any of his source material. Okay, my big beef about Perry Mason is the fact that it didn't need to be Perry Mason. Because in the novels... The, do you know there's 80 fucking Perry Mason novels? 80. I've never read it. I did not know that, no. I went down a rabbit hole after watching the first episode. Because you have the... Raymond- I love a good television-induced rabbit hole. It's one of my favorite ways to spend an evening. So you have a, the Raymond Burr, Perry Mason, like one of the longest-running syndicated television shows of all times, starting yeah. in 1957. Mm-hmm. And he's a defense lawyer the whole time. To do yeah. Adventures of Perry Mason, defense lawyer... The made-for-TV movies in the 80s with, where he reprised his role. Defense lawyer. Novel. Yeah. He's a defense lawyer. This new show, he's a PI. Okay. That's confusing. Right. It's one of those things where, like, the character was always a defense lawyer, even in the novels. Yeah. It's one of my biggest gripes with Hollywood in general right now, which is, hey, instead of creating our own original IP and telling amazing stories, we're going to latch it onto an existing IP to try to... Oh, I fucking hate that. I fucking hate it. I fucking hate all of these goddamn reboots. It's so fucking lazy. I hate it. Like, all of my favorite shit that's come out in the last two years has all been original stuff. Well, I have not, like, I literally cannot name something that's been rebooted that I think should have been rebooted. Just fucking let Sleeping Dogs lie. Not even rebooted. Believe me, I am not a fan of Unnecessary remakes or reboots. Yeah. I'm right there with you. But even things like Watchmen. Watchmen was yeah. a great story. Had no business being part of Watchmen. It could have it was strong enough to stand on its own as its own yeah. unique story. It had no it it had no need to be a continuation of the Watchmen story, which was a great encapsulation and a perfect encapsulation on its own. And then on top of it, you start getting into inconsistencies with the original story because the creators of the new show wanted to take their own creative direction. Things like, it's cool that they, they blackwashed Hood Justice, right? Did you watch Watchmen? I haven't actually seen Watchmen, no. Okay. Spoilers for anyone who has not seen Watchmen. I know it's only like a year or two old at this point. So Hooded Justice, did you read the original comic? No. Okay. Uh, I have the most like limited, specific, weird fucking media taste 
no worries. and like experience. Like I, there's so much that I haven't seen that I know I should. And I think I told you this, that a few months ago I was trying to go back through and watch all of like the AFI top 100 movies. Yeah. But then it was going to be really expensive. So I didn't do it. <laughs> you did. You did. Read. And I was like, well, I was like, okay, I'll get a DVD player and a library card. And then the library's closed. Womp, and I didn't. Womp. I know. So I was like, well, I'm not going to buy a DVD player now. Um, I would still like to do that. I'm trying to, but there's especially a lot of like superhero comic book, anything like that. I have no, I've read Calvin and Hobbes and I like studio Ghibli movies and adult animated cartoons. And that's the extent. You should not. Zack Snyder's Watchmen from 08 is a fairly decent adaptation of the graphic novel. Okay. The graphic novel is what you should read because it is on it is on like top one hundred books of all times, like not comic books, books. Okay. It is an amazing story. It is multi layered, very in depth. It's amazing. A lot of the story is told through inserts in between the issues, which are excerpts, just text excerpts from one of the characters' autobiographies. Okay. Were they expect- I don't read a lot of fiction. Well, I'm just trying to tell the story. I know, I know. No, I'm I'm interested. So, and through these excerpts, they tell more of the backstory of the world where it you know, is different from our mm-hmm. reality. So, the first su- superhero, superhero, because actually nobody in this story has powers except for one guy. Okay. And the one guy who has powers is is essentially God. Okay. So it, it it's wild. Sounds pretty wild. Um, because he is wildly detached from humans. At the, well, yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with that concept of a god, for sure. Well, he the the character Doctor Manhattan started off as a scientist, and through a freak accident, just basically gained the powers of God. And longer he existed in that state, more and more. Like by the end of by modern time in the story, he doesn't even wear clothes because he doesn't see the point. I don't either, so... Yeah, but... I get that. Relatable. <laughs> right. He's just, like, blue... He doesn't even have, like... He doesn't even look human anymore. He's, like, blue dick just in the wind. I'm really, really torn lately about, like, not wanting to do laundry, but also not liking to wear underwear. Same. Like, it's just kind of a you know like i don't want to wash my pants because if i wear underwear i only have to wash my pants every two or three times to wear them i don't sweat that much i don't work out <laughs> all i'm doing is sitting on the couch I'm not even going places right who cares if you smell they don't even smell you can wear a pair of pants two times and they're not gonna smell but even it's if they're responsible to wash your clothes that often it's even bad for did. your clothes even if they did who cares unless I do. unless squeege starts making faces Oh, she's so sleepy. This thunder vest has put her right to sleep. Nice. Sleepers, <gasps> you okay? Okay. Right. She's like very sleepy. I'm very surprised. That's amazing. Yeah. I want to just jump. I'm back. like, I was like making sure she was breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, like pulled her eyes back. I was like, squeeze. No, she's breathing. She's fine. But like. Please, Lovely. I don't. I don't want to capture that on the podcast. Oh, that'd be the most horrifying thing ever. That would be so horrifying. No, she's fine. I just like I am surprised this is working as well as it is because I didn't think it was going to. Well, 
And like, normally if she hears me talking at this volume too, like she knows that it's a podcast because I do them so often. And so like, she like wants to come over usually and sit right near me. And she's just being so good. Thunderbus, guys. Calming Co. It's from the American Kennel Association. What up, Thundervest? Proof is in the pudding right there. Boom. Boom. Dude, she was not as well behaved on my Zoom comedy show last night. Not whatsoever. I spent most of the show holding her like a baby in my arms. <laughs> Did it add to the to the set? I mean, yeah, people liked it. The fans really liked it. Nice. So that was that was good. But I was just kind of trying, and I kept like I was eating um, fried mac and cheese bites, and I had forgotten to give her her medicine in time, and so like, and there was bad fireworks. I'm just like, shit. All right, guys, like I gotta fucking like. I felt like a single mom, and I was just sitting there like, it's okay, it's okay. I'm like, huh, yeah, ha ha, very funny. Here's a joke, like da da da. Um, yeah, it's real. You make sacrifices for your family as a woman, I think. <laughs> well, hopefully you do as a man, too. No, hopefully you do, too. Absolutely. But anyways, um, that's the closest I've ever gotten to like, being a single mom. And it's the closest I ever want to get. That was enough. Golf clap. Um, Golf clap. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, she was, poor thing, was very freaked out. And then she ate a bunch of mac and cheese and got sleepy. So luckily she did fall asleep after that. But Like mommy, like daughter. I know, it was great. I wish I had more of them, but I ate all of them last night. Of course you did. Mm. It was my dinner. I was like, this is an appropriate dinner. You're an adult. You can eat whatever the fuck you want. I know. I'm going to have to cook after this, but... Me too. I I ate, like, a little bit before the show, but now I've been drinking, so I'm like, now I just want food. Yeah, I enjoy cooking. It's fun, honestly. And for the audience at home, Kate can cook. Like, when she gave me COVID, she cooked for me, too. Wait, what did I cook? I mean, you reheated some like chicken and stuff. It was really tasty. Reheated chicken. Yeah, there was some like you eating your leftover chicken, something or other. At my house or at your house? Your house. Oh yes, I do remember that. Okay, sorry, I remember that. Drugs. There was drugs and alcohol involved. There was Don't- drugs and alcohol involved in this. I remember that. Yeah, I reheated some chicken. We came to my house afterwards and we ate chicken. I remember that now. Yes. Yep. We we ate chicken. I had a one my very occasional THC in, intake. It was a good night. It was a fun night. It was a very fun night. Until Kate gave me COVID. Until I gave you COVID. I'm sorry. There are worse things I could have given you. Don't worry. I'm don't I guess not really no, never mind. I don't well I have gout, but that's not contagious. Are you sure? Are you a doctor? Yeah, I'm sure. Gout is not contagious. Not even a little bit. It's a form of arthritis. I don't know. I don't know how things are transmitted. Do you? I do. I have it. Genetically or by diet and lifestyle. In my case, it was genetic. Obviously. Because most people that have gout are like African-American men who are overweight and over 50. That's the vast majority of gout sufferers. And I was like 22 when I got gout, dude. It fucking sucked, man. It was in the winter and I was in Colorado. Sorry, I was 23. I was working my first job out of college and it was right after Christmas. And I had eaten two primary dinners and a bunch of fancy nut mix and a spinach salad and a lot of red wine, which is basically gout soup. Didn't know that. Because until then, obviously, I had never right. didn't like, know I, what it was. You're like, I was 22 and immortal. Yeah. Okay. So my boyfriend at the time got me a new pair of hiking boots for Christmas. Nice gift. 
still have them. Good boots. But I wore them a couple of times. And then all of a sudden, my foot swelled up, my left foot. So fucking big that I couldn't wear any shoes except for Ugg boots and flip-flops. And it was January. And at first, I thought that I had fractured my foot. And I kind of blamed him for it because I was like, fuck, these fucking boots fucking broke my foot. Which, how? I don't know. But like, that was the only thing that had changed. So I literally, I'm like not able to go to work. I'm limping everywhere. I can't wear any fucking shoes. And again, it's January. And finally, so like I go to urgent care and I get x-rays done on my foot and nothing is broken. And finally, I go to my regular doctor, like I get an appointment and he looks at my foot, takes one look and laughs. He's like, oh, you have gout. I have gout. Thanks, mom and dad. Thank you. Nobody else in my family has it. Super weird. But he's like, yeah, it just crops up sometimes. And he's like, because I'm like literally just Irish. Like I'm a little Lithuanian. That's it. So I'm pretty much one thing. And he's like, yeah, it crops up with like Irish English people all the fucking time. And you can't, he gave me this like long list of foods that I like, I'm supposed to stay away from, including alcohol. But I just drink alcohol and don't eat like beans or spinach. And sometimes my elbows hurt, but it's okay. You are the second performer I know who's gotten gout. The worst, dude. Plus the medication that you get for, like, you only take it when you have an outbreak, which for me are rare because I just avoid those foods. Like, you have to eat a lot of them to get it. Like, bad. Um, At least for me, I have to eat a lot of them to get it bad. But, like, the medication, like, it's an anti-inflammatory, but it's super potent. So it makes you really dizzy and you can't, like, really drive. Ugh. It's very annoying. Like, you can't really go do things. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that noise. Well, don't feel but it's di- not contagious. All right, I'll take your word for it. I, I, I'll choose to believe you at this time. It's your body's inability to process uric acid, so it builds up in places of poor circulation, like your joints and your feet. That's why people with gout have, like, bloated toes sometimes. Good to know. My toes are normal, though. I'll take your word for it, too. I know seeing them on camera costs money, and I'm cool. You don't want to do, like, a special Patreon exclusive? I mean, not in the middle of the podcast, because that's more editing. (laughs) I know you love to cause me editing work, but... I do love causing you editing work. It's one of my true passions in life. I enjoy video editing. I just learned how to use iMovie, and it's really fun. Yeah, well, I... What are you talking about? I enjoy video editing, too, but... I also do a lot of it. <laughs> so That's true. You probably do more than I do. Do a fucking one. It'd be one thing if I wasn't doing like almost exclusively long form content. Yeah. Like if I was cutting like, oh, a 10, 15 minute clip or even a 20 minute scene, that'd be one thing. But I'm regularly cutting two hour plus podcasts. Yeah. When I cut like that shit for like when I do like uh, YouTube videos and stuff, because I just film as each character, like all the lines at once. And then I just like split it into the clips and move them around and trim them down. And that that's fun. Cause it's cool to see it come together. Cause when you were filming it, like when I'm walking around my apartment, basically having conversations with myself, like that's my sketch comedy is I just have conversations with myself and I don't even act like they're different characters. Like there's all me and I'm horrible. Like, <laughs> and, um, and I'm just constantly disgusted by myself. She <laughs> said I it felt am. She These said are it the me. conversations that I have in my head. I just finally learned iMovie, so now I know how to translate them to you. 
on the internet. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Like, I just, I really do spend all day running around my apartment yelling at myself for things. Like, the fuck you put this here? Why would you put that here? This is so fucking dumb. Why did you trip over this shit? Why don't you just, you should have gone married. You should have gone to grad school. Like, this is what I do all day long. And now. Still go to grad school. You still could. No, I can't. Why? I'm not going to, because um, higher education in this country is basically a Ponzi scheme. And I. It doesn't mean you can't participate in the Ponzi scheme. It means you choose not to. Yeah, well, it means I wouldn't get my return on investment. It's the same reason why I'm not going to go back to shooting, shooting studio porn anytime soon. It cost me more to go than it would to, like make me money. It doesn't make any sense anymore. That's what most performers are saying now, by the way. Well, yeah. I, I've been saying this since the pandemic started. That yeah. this is going to change the industry forever. Oh, yeah. No, I have, too. I've given a bunch of interviews to people about it. And, like, it's... Like, and I literally just break it down. I'm like, dude, it cost me like X amount of dollars to go to set. Like all in, if I'm only shooting one scene and I can't split the cost over shooting multiple scenes on the same like test, spray tan, et cetera, et cetera. Like it cost me $500 to fucking go to set minimum. If I'm making $800, why would I drive to fucking Chatsworth for that shit? I could make more money doing that in like two or three hours in my sweatpants at home. Why would I ever leave my house? And eventually, when you're, it's safe to work with you know other people again, you could just bring people over that you yeah. want to work with instead of showing up on set and being like, "Great, I know he's not on my yeah. no list, but." Right. I mean, like, w- like, will I like ever take studio bookings again? Maybe. Like, I'm not close to it. I like my agent. I like doing porn. It's fun, but it would have to come back in a way that's meaningful enough that I could like actually make money doing it and have it as a like an income stream because otherwise like I'm basically investing my money in something that's it it doesn't pay me back enough. Right. Doesn't make any sense. So like if anything it's, it's just like it's giving you a fucking you know it's lowering your tax burden is all it's really doing. I mean it does like I there's there's like there's two sides to the coin, right? And I've been trying to write about this too because I I think so much of the conversation about this right now is centered on like, this is so great because it gives performers like way more control over their careers and, and for a ton of reasons, it's great. And I like uh, even obscure reasons are the point of like, Oh, Hey, this actually shows that there is a market for non rough porn. I think that's or, super or important. Non, Nobody's talking about or it. non step sibling porn or non step sibling porn. This shows that there is a market for like, very different kinds of stuff than studios have been producing in the last 10 years. That's really interesting alone. But like, I do think that like more of this conversation needs to focus around the idea that like, yeah, it's great that I can make that money at home. It's great that I can do it on my own terms, but it is an enormous amount of work on me and on every performer that's doing this right now. I mean, it it really is so many hours of replying to messages and editing and shooting the content, coming up with the ideas. And like, I'm seeing this over and over, especially lately on Twitter, which it's burnout. Like I'm seeing so many performers posting even just today saying like, I can't think of any more good ideas. I'm so fucking sick of this. This is, and on some level, like, do you want your porn performers to also be video editors and photographers and lighting directors and makeup artists? Or do you want them to be porn performers? Well, because the, on some level, it does impact the quality of the content if you also have to do five other jobs while you're creating it. And, and I think that's true across creative industries. It's happening. Right it now. is true across creative industry. But 
it all depends on who you are when you got into porn, why you got into porn, what your motivations were for getting into porn. If your motivations into, were getting into porn were just to, you know, try to make a quick buck, yeah, you're going to be super burnt out doing all this fucking work. Yeah. If your motivation... Well, but mine weren't either, and I'm still burnt out. And a lot of other performers that I know that are super talented, smart, good performers, like, you're just feeling the brunt of doing all of this extra labor that when, like, the job you were doing itself was hard enough. Like, being a porn performer is not an easy thing. Why not? For a ton of other reasons. So having to add all of these other jobs, like, yeah, it's fun and it's cool. And, like, I can talk all day long about, like, learning iMovie and getting to take my career in new creative directions and having more control. And those are all great things. But like, I do think we have to examine like what this does mean, what the career looks like going forward in adult. And I think too, like it makes it like even trying, like I came in two years ago and even trying to replicate my career today where you were working as a PA on a set and then made your name doing studio porn and then transitioned into content. Like that's something that's complete. That entire career trajectory is kind of going away very rapidly. It 100% is. Yeah. But hopefully it's replaced with you get to a point where you can hire people under you to do what you need to do. Like, Oh, Hey, I'm burnt out on editing. Maybe you don't hire a full-time editor, but maybe you're like, okay, I'm a little burnt out. I, it's worth my time to spend this much money on having so a freelancer edit this much of my content. Yeah, but what does that mean for new performers that are just getting into the industry who don't have those kinds of resources that they're now put in the position of like not just having to learn how to be a performer, but like simultaneously learn how to be a director, a videographer, an editor, all of these other things. Like on some levels, it lowers the bar. It really does because anyone can have an OnlyFans account, right? And anyone yeah. can start creating this. But at the same time, like it also, I just think it has very interesting ramifications for the industry. And I feel like all of the conversation is focused on it. Like part of me for always, I always want to fucking play devil's advocate. Like that's just so my thing, but I like to look at all sides of the situation. And I think that's one that we're kind of neglecting to like really consider right now. Well, and the thing about it is with anyone concerned OnlyFans, Right now, there's no good clearinghouse for reviewing someone's OnlyFans because you don't really get access to the content until you spent money to get in. Yeah, I suppose. So I I think we'll see eventually see a change when because AVN started off as a porn review magazine. Adult Video News started off as primarily reviewing pornography. I mean, they still primarily review pornography. Right, but this there's still more business articles and. There's a lot more to it than just reviewing porn at this point. I honestly don't see, and I mean, I obviously know people at AVN and I know people at Expos, and I think that they often do really good work, but like a lot of the stuff that I'm seeing lately that's coming out in terms of what I would say are like usable resources and like business, because the industry is changing so fast into this, it's coming from girls. It's coming from performers and it's like on Twitter and on Instagram and it's in these like telegram groups where they're just like, it like these telegram groups are fucking bonkers, man. I was in one for a day and I was like, I don't even understand this shit. Like what the fuck? Like they use, like there's like, I swear to God, there's 10 different fucking acronyms and I don't know any of them. And it's like, like uh promo for promo, fucking all this shit. These are free. These aren't like, it's, it's like watching a beehive at work. It's crazy. 
Well, like if I was like a porn, a traditional like porn director, producer, whatever, I would be shaking in my fucking. Well, if you were right a traditional now. porn director, the meteor is coming towards Earth. Yeah, it's crazy. I actually just had someone say that the other day where they're like, we're dinosaurs. Oh, do like, but I think what's going to eventually change the OnlyFans game is someone needs to organize a a Yelp for OnlyFans. I mean, it's going to be good and bad, obviously, just yeah. like Yelp is. But right now, unless you spend the money to join someone's OnlyFans, all you see is like a hot model. You have no idea if they make well-lit content. You have no idea what kind of content they're making. I mean, we post so much. I post so much of my content for free. You do. That, like, are- if you spend... Well, a lot of girls that I know do. Like, all of the porn performers that I know do that. Where, like, even, like, the content creators I know. Like, if I, like, see them, like, posting pictures of them... Like, they post two pictures on Twitter and are, like, join my OnlyFans. Like, my gut is, like, oh, hey, like, the rest of those pictures are on OnlyFans. True. True. Yeah. You know? But I'm sure there are some really shitty OnlyFans. It's definitely oh, I, I, been flooded by a bunch of shitty accounts lately. Yeah, I... For sure. I just found out, like... A hairstylist who's rather attractive, like, has an OnlyFans. Yeah. Well, I follow on Instagram, like, you have an OnlyFans? All right. I'm kind of, like, part of me wanted to drop the money just out of curiosity. And part of me is just like, I don't think this is going to be a content I actually want to see. So, um, I think that's part of why they publish, or, like, I guess publish or inform you of your rank in the percentages. Because they know people talk about that. And so, like, if you see someone that's like, oh, they're in the top 1% of OnlyFans, you're like, oh, I'm going to go subscribe because clearly other people are paying this person for a reason. Right. But, you know, but then you might get into one and just be like, oh, shit, like, there's nothing here except for DMs asking me for money. Right. And it, 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 it all could be. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, I'm only popular because I'm popular. Yeah. Not necessarily because it's quality content. Like, I run sales all the time on my OnlyFans. It's, like, often free for, an, like, an extended amount of time. And then, like, I like there's a ton of content on it. There's, like, new content. It, that's the other thing, too, is, like, I... And I was realizing this earlier today, actually, because I was writing about it. And I was thinking, like, I wrongly, for, I think, a long time, described OnlyFans as, um, like, Instagram for porn. And it is kind of like Instagram in that, like, the, the interface is very similar. And it reminds me of it, but like the value in your content on OnlyFans is not the same because it doesn't have to be super current. No. Like as long as you have a ton of photos, you can use like I regularly because I send out like 20 photos a day in like my private DMs to people for free. Like sometimes there's tips and stuff, but like I they get like 20 pictures a day, but they're not all new pictures. Like, it's, like, some are pictures from yesterday, some are pictures from a while ago, like, but there's still pictures they haven't seen before. I have a backlog. So I'm pulling from a backlog. Well, And that content is just as valuable as content that you just did today. Like, I fell into that trap when I was first starting to do it because I was just constantly trying to, like, I'd post all my content at once and then constantly trying to shoot new. And that doesn't work because you burn out faster. Well, you burn out faster. Your audience burns out because... Mm-hmm. They're, they only have so much, you know, appetite for your content. Yeah. Eventually, it's just going to be like, uh, okay. Um, yeah. I've been inundated with all this Kate Kennedy. I would never get yeah. to be paid, but. Well, no, it's more just like, like, I would put, like, like, you shouldn't put 30 photos in a post. 
Cause like people are going to scroll through sure. But if you use those same 30 photos and you release like one or two a day, every day right? for two or three weeks, along with like several other photos, that's like, Oh shit, you have way more. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah, you do. And like, I don't know. It's interesting for sure. Like I like to do like regular segments. Like I did a Q and a Tuesday today, which was really fun. Um, where I basically said, like, I made a little video last night and posted it and was like, Hey, like, if uh, tomorrow, if you tip me $10 um, and ask me, send me a question in my DMs, I will send you back like a one minute long personal reply. Nice. Like a mini cameo. Yeah. So I did a bunch of those today and it was really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, my question is, what's discoverability like on OnlyFans? If you did not already have a built-in fan base and a built-in audience, how discoverable are you if you were no just idea. starting off? I have no idea. Because I think for... OnlyFans to truly be the future, there needs to be discoverability. I don't know, you know. If you no, look, I agree. If you think of look at things like YouTube, YouTube has algorithms that are like, oh, if you like Kate Kennedy, you should check out this content. Yep. To bring people back, keep people clicking, keep people viewing. Yeah. No, I agree. It's uh, I I have no idea because I like I said like that, and I because through the pandemic especially and stuff like there's been because I always like like I fucking. I like helping people and I, I sound like a dick when I say that, but like, I genuinely, like I've always been somebody from like day one that like, if somebody had a question or like wanted help, like basically the minute I was like even moderately successful or knew anything in porn, if somebody would ask me, I'd be like, Oh my God, yes, do this. Don't do this. <laughs> Cause I made so, I fucked up so many times when I started. We all, so, like, we all did. Shit. We all do. And so I've, I've never been like stingy with that. So like, there's been like several girls through the pandemic that have been trying to like launch their OnlyFans and like get like, and these are not porn girls. They're like girls that literally decided to start an OnlyFans. Um, but, and it's been cool. One of them just signed the lease for her first apartment ever. Oh, I'm like so proud of her. She like busted her fucking ass. Um, and, uh, like, so, yeah, so I've been, like, trying to, and it's weird to even try to, like, explain it from that point of view, where I'm, like, dude, I got a job in porn because I had gone to college and, like, studied advertising. <laughs> and then I, like, worked behind the scenes for a year. And then I started, like, doing, like, it just, you can't do that. No. Like, that's not even a career, that's not a career path anymore. You can't do that. And that was two years, it wasn't even two years ago. That's crazy. It is. But an industry can change that much in two years. That's fucking crazy. Well, hell, I've been in this industry for 10 years now. Do you think, know how much I've yeah. fucking seen changes? You know, when I got in, fucking back in my day, you know, DVD sales were still a thing. Yeah. Pornhub was the devil because they were stealing people's content. They weren't on still. Yeah, but at least this in this day and age, they at least are on kind of a YouTube model where people get paid out. Those now days, we yeah we dance with the devil now right in those days the devil just took what the fuck they wanted and eventually demonetized you know when your content was so demonetized because it had been on the internet for free for so long they're like hey we'd like to buy the rights to that for pennies on the dollar how yeah. about it yeah I would be surprised if OnlyFans or if Pornhub didn't try to acquire OnlyFans at some point it might be foolish for OnlyFans to sell who knows I mean that- I I don't know I honestly don't know I know that it's I think it's held in Great Britain. It's, a, it's like a UK-based company, I think. I was reading the Wikipedia article about it the other night. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they're 
you know, legally based out of the Caymans or some shit. I know. Actually, a lot of most porn companies are based in Montreal or Amsterdam. Yeah, I know both very sexually free. Yeah, places. Um, but I yeah, I would be because like the other thing is too is like Pornhub has for the last couple of years really tried to like rebrand itself as a lifestyle brand. No, oh, I know. As I'm sure you've seen. Yeah. And so like, it's very much trying to go like the Playboy route of like the sweaters and the socks, which by the way, fucking send me a goddamn sweater or at least a new tank top Pornhub, please. My tank top doesn't even fit. I never wear it. I would wear it more often and I want some socks. So please, if you hear this, Aria, I would like a sweater. Thank you. I'll stop talking shit for socks. I don't even like want to talk shit because here's the thing. I actually, the Pornhub business model is brilliant. I would have done the same thing. Whatever that says about my morals, fuck you. Like if I had <laughs> figured that shit out, I would have done exactly the same thing. Like would I have maybe done it a little more ethically? I like to hope so. You wouldn't have. Come on. But you know. The model doesn't work more ethically. It was a good idea. And um, well, obviously, and I, I appreciate it. Become, it's becoming a monopoly because of um, yeah, it, it's a huge monopoly. They own like eighty percent of sites, porn sites on the internet. Um, they have great business model. Well, like here's the thing that I and I've always said this about porn. Most people that are good at making pornography are terrible business people. Well, yeah, this is it's very rare, and most business people are terrible at making pornography. So it's really rare that you find anyone that can do both. And they took advantage. Like they, they saw that was the state of the industry and they saw a way to capitalize on it. And like, right. Cause they were good at business at the time. They're good businessmen. They didn't make porn. No, they never. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they now make porn through their other like art, like browsers and stuff, but like, no, they, yeah, no, they didn't. They were never getting into the business of making porn. They were always getting into the business of distributing it. Right. They're, they're a tech company. Yeah. They're a tech company. And, uh, and, and I can appreciate that. Do I think that like, it's an interesting, like the whole, the whole thing is so fucking interesting. The whole last 10 years of the porn industry is just fucking wild. I want to, I've been here. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's just like, it it really, like when you just, I, I just feel like it should be, I feel like it should be studied in like every business class in America, like every college. Well, it's, I feel like you should have to study the porn industry just because it bucks so many, like it proves things and it bucks things. And it's just a weird fucking little microcosm of shit. It is. Well, and part of what the microcosm of shit is the fact that unlike the RIAA or the MPAA, no one in politics was going to stick their neck out to defend porn's IP. It's like one of the truly unregulated, like if you want to see what unregulated capitalism does, Look at porn. Right. This is the That's libertarian what it dream. Does. This is the libertarian dream. It is. Your labor is valueless. And then eventually everyone rises up and seizes the means of production, which is what is happening. Right. That's fucking bonkers. Like that's some Bolshevik shit. It is. It absolutely is. Like girls are now refusing, and I've seen this on Twitter multiple times in the last week, where girls are refusing to do paid cam shows for companies during quarantine because they're literally like, bitch, I would make more on my own platform. And they're like saying it to like huge companies, which, okay, here's the thing. I like a lot of those companies. They've employed me. They've treated me well. They've built me up a fan base. And I appreciate that. I don't want to see them go under well, the- but I think it's really crazy. It's just crazy how the actions of a few people at the top have like played puppet master to all these other now things. And now like, but the people in the middle become the casualty. Well, 
unfortunately, those businesses are going to have to adapt and take a little bit of a hit to their bottom line if they want to survive. But they've already been hitting the bottom line. Like they're the same. That's the other thing. It's like Carl Icahn's America, man. The billionaires at the top, the people that run everything, they make money no matter what. For sure. Cleaves at the bottom suffer. But the people that really get it are the people in the middle that are like the directors and the producers and the DVD distributors. Those are the people that now have to radically change their business model for things that are way outside of their control. Oh yeah. One of one of my That's friends, crazy. One of my good friends when I got in the industry, do you know what he did? His whole company made porn DVD titles, like the the menu screens. That's their whole their whole business. You know where their business is now? Probably not a business anymore. No, he sells cars for a living. Yeah. Like second generation in the industry. His parents owned a production company. Yeah. A fairly sizable production company. We're in a wild, wild state because of the technology, because of how, you know, how inexpensive it is to produce commercially viable content. Yeah, absolutely. One th- to produce, like, to produce, distribute, and, like, sell. Yeah, commercially. Like, everything, yeah. It, it's it's weird how it really does feel like technology just took, like, a whole fucking, like, Holy Roman Empire and just fucking, like, sped it up 10 years. Yeah. Like, it, it's, or not even that, it's Holy, Holy Roman Empire is the wrong thing. Wait. No, no, no. Cut that part Techno- out. Technology is the goths at the gates of Rome. The Visigoths. Am I going to get to pour oil on Visigoths? <laughs> I think I tweeted that. Like, I think I was like, this, um, like this downfall of society is lame. I don't even get to pour boiling oil on Visigoths. <laughs> Lamest way to end the society fucking ever. So lame. Right? Or- Such a bummer. Orange Nero. Could have had Godzilla. Could have had Giant Earthquake. 2020 ain't over yet, man. 2020 ain't over yet. We still could. Could have been like a zombie virus. Lamest thing ever. Just makes you not, you makes you drown in your own lungs and shit yourself. Right. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. I know. America, fuck you. This is a terrible country to live in. Oh, I know. The EU is blocking, is talking about blocking American travel into Europe. What? As they should. I know, but I, now I can't escape. I'm going to, like, apply for, like, emergency assistance as a Canadian national. Oh, shit. That's right. You're dual citizen, aren't you? I know. When Trump got elected, I tried to auction off, like, the right to marry me. But I wasn't in porn back then, so nobody bought it. Hey. Uh. And then, like, three years later, I logged back onto Facebook, and I was like, bitch, you're not laughing now, motherfuckers. All right. So, Kate, that trip to New Orleans is no longer platonic. Marry me? Cool. I mean, I'm just using you for your universal. Squeegee is my best man. Cool. Done. I'll put Squeegee in a tux. I'm just doing it for the universal health care and poutine. Yeah. Cost of living's a little higher, but people are really nice. We live in LA. It can't be that much higher. It is actually. The last few years, Toronto is actually the most expensive city in North America. Yeah. I want to live in Montreal. Montreal, but why? My family's from Ottawa, so. Still want I get. Still want to live in Montreal. The food scene's supposed to be amazing. I've actually never been to Montreal. I spent a lot of time in Ottawa, obviously, and in Ontario. I've been on six continents. Never been to Canada. Not once. Really? Yeah. It's just like America, but without all the stuff. I gathered as much. It was one of those things where, like, 
It'll be there. It's Canada. It'll be there. But yeah, I, de- I definitely will. I mean, not all of the like polar ice caps because of global warming, but like the rest of it. And eighty percent of the population lives within a hundred miles of the border. Oh yeah, no one, no one lives in the yeah. middle of nowhere, Canada. Actually, one of my favorite follows on Twitter is this um, Inuit man who lives in like Labrador, <laughs> and he like goes ice fishing, <laughs> and like. You know, like he like teaches you their like language. It's so cool. And like he teaches you all about like the like native and like first nations people of northern Canada. And I feel like I've learned so much. And sometimes he like needs because they're really poor, but he has like a sizable Twitter following. And so like he'll ask for like donations for like food for like the elders in their tribe and stuff. And so sometimes I send him money. Good on you, shit. Dude, like, no, it's one of my favorite fucking, I'll, like, find him and send him to you later, because it, literally, it's so cool. He, like, posts words, like, he'll write them down and then, like, break them out and, like, tell you how to pronounce it. But it's so cool. Like, every time he tweets, I learn something. And it's always positive, too. Like, everything's always so fucking shitty. And, like, orange juice costs, like, $30 a gallon there. Because it's so far north. It's fucking crazy. And their lands have been, like, polluted by big companies like it's so shitty the way the canadian government has treated the first nations people it's beyond shitty and like i mean were they always were they quite as genocidal as we were no they were absolutely as genocidal as we were if not worse Ooh. they still had like indigenous boarding schools up until the late 1990s Ooh. yeah like Ooh. bad like really bad there's a huge problem with like especially like um indigenous women going missing in canada um yeah it's a whole sorry this is like such a terribly sad topic um but i like he he's always so optimistic he like wants to keep their language alive and like tell you what it's like he's such a great biographer of himself and his culture and it's really cool to like get to connect so i guess technology isn't always bad because it's cool to get to like connect with people like that that are so outside of your realm of like reality and learn from yeah but that's few and far between I don't know. I follow a lot of accounts like that where like I follow a lot of architecture accounts on Twitter. And like I I like that kind of stuff. I I really do try to like learn a I, I think that's a big conversation we're having right now, but I've always kind of been like that. I really try to learn about people whose life experience is different than mine. That's always been like a super big passion for me. Then why the fuck don't you have a passport? Because I don't, I like to learn about it from books and I like to learn, like, I like to hear them tell me about it. Yeah, it's so much, it's so much fun to go fucking personally experience it. Yeah, I know. You're probably right. I like, I have some anxieties around travel and like, I'm, I'm very much a homebody. Like, I will say that just in general, I am. I I know. I I know how hard it is to get you out of your apartment. Yeah. Even pre-plague. Yeah. Even pre-plague. But yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I'm, I'm just super... I love talking to people, but realistically, like, I'm like an old man in a village. I just want to walk down every morning to the Dunkin' Donuts and have my coffee and smoke a cigarette with my war buddies. And then I will amble over to the bar around three and have a beer with my other buddies. And then I'll walk back home and my elderly wife will make me dinner. And like, if I go to three places in a day, that's good. Fair, fair. That's the amount of socializing. Like, I think if I didn't, I don't know. I think it's cool. I made it as far as I did to get to LA. For sure. For sure. Because I, I do like moving and I like experiencing new things and I'm not afraid of change. But like, I also just like being home. Fair. Yeah. For me, the international travel is just 
every trip, I've met someone who's just, apparently we're changing angles. I'm going to get another drink. Awesome. Sorry. No worries. I have met someone who's like, had a different point of view, just different experiences for good or for better or worse. Like when I was in Colombia, my Uber drivers regularly were telling me that like, they were so excited to see Americans. Just- oh, that's cool. I also haven't traveled that much as an adult. I might like it more. Like I love going to New York. Um, and I like when I get to go to Vegas, like I do, I do like traveling. I worry about Spooky a lot. Well, I for think sure. people don't always, but like, I do like traveling. I also, I'm also not a person that spends money. See, I feel that's something that's worth spending money on. Oh, it definitely is. I'm like not a person that allows myself to spend that kind of money well, on something like that. That would be for me. Like when I travel, it's like on somebody else's dollar. Well, I also have the advantage of having six digit airline miles still. So that's very, very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. If I had that, maybe, I don't know. But you honestly can do some crazy trips for really cheap. Like I got down to Columbia. I paid cash for it for like 700 round trip. That's pretty cool. Our Airbnb was $60 a night split three ways. Yeah, I also don't really like have anyone to travel with. I'm right here, you bum. I'm right yeah. here. Right. But you'd have to spend an extended amount of time with me, and most people can't do that. Well, I'm willing to gamble on it at least once. <laughs> okay, we can gamble on it at least once. I don't know. I haven't, like, I never went on. I was, I was writing about this, too, this week. Um, writing your own memoir is really difficult because you don't always come off very good in it. <laughs> well, cause no one is innately good. No. no well, and also, Mother like, Teresa, I'm like, sure did some horrible shit in her lifetime. At oh, one she point did or some another. terrible shit in her lifetime. Right. Um, really awful. Denied a lot of, a lot of people in India, um, access to basic medical care. Okay. Um, well, well that's just really blatantly bad. Um, yeah, no, super fucking bad. Like almost like genocidal bad. Like really bad. Okay, I'm sure there are some other people that are re- fairly revealed. Like we are all human. We are all flawed to some degree or another. Yes, absolutely. I forget why I was talking about this in the first place. I was writing this out, and I was realizing this about myself, and I forget what I was realizing. Well, you were realizing that you don't always sound like a good person in your own biography. Oh no, that was like an aside. Oh. Um. What were you talking about before that? Traveling and traveling and just having life experiences and all that fun shit. And like, I uh, don't even remember that was such a fully formed thought in my head. And I don't <laughs> all. Like a, so upsetting for me. Uh, okay. I, I may clean this up in post that neither one of us remembered what we were talking about. It's okay. Like, it's, uh, I'll probably text you about it in like four hours. Awesome. I will I'll remember prob- it. I'll, and I won't give you any context. It's okay. I have footage that I can review. That's true. But 100% for the audience, for you, get out, see the fucking world, experience. Like, I feel Americans would have much more empathy for other people and their experiences if they got out and experienced other things besides America. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay, here's that. Sorry, that's actually, I remember what it was. That's so good. Okay, I never developed that part of my personality that was like, take trips with friends and spend money on things like that for yourself. Like, I just didn't. I think because even though my parents really valued travel and I traveled a lot as a kid, but like 
not, I, we did a few international trips, but it was mostly in the U S but I've seen a lot of the U S. Um, but I never like, I basically was in school and was just working the whole time. That's what I was writing about. I was writing about like work and my views on labor as it relates to porn. And, um, I always like, I, I never had extra spending money, like as a teenager or as an adult, like I was buying stuff for school and shit. And like, I was buying, like in college, like I worked all the time, but I had no money. So all my money went to like food and like surviving. And so it was just so out of like, I didn't get to go to like Cabo or like Havasu or like go, I didn't even get to go on like weekend road trips. I was always working. And so like, I never had that social experience. And then as an adult, like I didn't develop, you know what I mean? No, I totally get it. And I was totally there. Like, I didn't really start traveling until my 30s. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I just haven't had it yet. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Like, what really... Like, I would take road trips with friends, but... and Yeah. When lot- people, like, my age or younger than me have traveled all the time, I'm like, who the fuck is paying for this? Right. Like, if you're 22, like, you don't... I had no fucking money when I was 22. Like, I was broke as shit. I had, like, $50 in my bank account. I wasn't fucking <laughs> going to, like, Amsterdam. Right. I had no money. Like, and you don't have any money for the first, like, five years of your 20s unless your parents are super generous or really rich. Right. I, I or start, you're super lucky. I started making decent money at, like, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was still living at home and still make, yeah. and making decent money. And I, oh, that's really lucky. It was its own, own mixed bag there. Okay, yeah, but I was shelling out, like, half of my income to rent. Right, but I... And, I lucked into a job that paid decently well. Yeah. But uh, hell, in those times, most of my money went to bar tabs and fucking hanging out. I think I went to Vegas one time, like in yeah. my early 20s. And that was its own shit show. I mean, that was an absolute shit show. I took trips to like after college when I was like doing BDSM stuff. I took a few trips to like, but mostly to like Salt Lake City or like Vegas, like very close places. And uh, like my boyfriend and I split, like my boyfriend at the time and I would like split the cost and he would usually, cause he made way more money than I did. So, cause he was like an adult with like a professional job. <laughs> and so I was just like, I'm really like, going through like the breakdown of our rent. And like, I fucking, I hate myself so much. Our rent was $1,400 on like a three bedroom duplex. I'd kill someone for that. With, like, Literally a kill someone. Dude, somebody got killed in our driveway. It wasn't the best neighborhood. <laughs> But it was a huge, like, it was a big space. And it was shitty. Like, the landlord didn't take care of it. It was a crappy neighborhood. But, like, it was nothing. And I remember, like, having a conversation with him where I was like, you literally make three times as much money as I do. Is it cool if I pay a little less rent? Like, I'm the only one that vacuums. I feel like that's fair. Right. And we literally had a conversation. I was like, dude, I'm cool with doing Because he was not, like, a housework guy. And I am. So I was like, look, I was like, I will fucking take care of all the housework. And I won't complain about it because I honestly enjoy it. But, like you pay three quarters of the rent. That's more than fair. Did he agree to it? Oh yeah, totally. No, he was always really, really good about it. And like, we like, we would have fights about money occasionally, but it wasn't like, it was never him being unwilling to pay for it. It was always him like having bought something stupid and then not being able to pay for it. So like those were, but like, no, he was never like resentful or mean about it or anything for sure. And he also understood I was making $12 an hour. And he was making like $45 an hour. I was like, dude, this isn't even a comparison. Right. Like, I would be homeless if I didn't live here. Um, but yeah, like, no, I think like when I started 
dancing was the first time I think I had really like expendable income and I was 23. So like 23, almost 24. And, um, that was cool. I remember like the first thing I did was I went grocery shopping and I didn't look at the prices for anything. Nice. That was like my big baller move. Yeah. Good feeling. But I think like for me, at least those experiences, like of having to like, like those still color the things that I do very much. So like, I don't spend money on clothes. I don't really spend money on makeup. Like I don't like my money goes to like savings and my business and my apartment and squeegee. Like I I don't, I definitely made financial sacrifices and some of my trips were probably financially dumb. Just outright dumb. Like the trip to Columbia, I took that trip fairly confident that I was going to be fired from my nine to five within a week or two of getting back. And lo and behold, I was fired within a week or two of getting back. <laughs> and unfortunately, like there were some uncomfortable moments on that trip where I, my friends wanted to go do something. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I even with yeah. the crazy exchange rate. I'm like, I don't know if I can swing this guy. So like, they're like, I'm like, I'm really like, yeah. I, I did this trip because I already booked the airfare and I'd committed to you guys that I was coming, but I'm probably getting fired when I get back. Yeah. I don't know that I could handle that. That would cause me so much anxiety. I went with like, I I just, I mean, it caused me some anxiety. It definitely caused for some uncomfortable moments, but I also did the best I could to be like, fuck it. I'm here. I'm not going to ruin my friend's good time. I'm going to try to have the best time I possibly can. Yeah. And it also doesn't hurt that like the exchange rates, goddamn insane. So it's like, Oh, Hey, we're going to do fine dining for $20 a head tonight. That's pretty fucking rad, for sure. Yeah, it's like uh, 2,000 Colombian pesos to, like, the U.S. dollar, and it's like, yeah. you know, 75-cent beers equivalent in most places. Oh, fuck yeah, that's dope, for yeah. sure. And it would be cool to, like, go to places like that. I'm sure I'll get around to it one of these days. Like, I think, too, like, I, I'm realizing right now, like, just this point in my life and my career is just, like, I had this epiphany the other day where I was like, oh, shit, I'm just going to feel like this for the next, like, five years. For sure. Like, okay, on some level, that sucks. On the other level, I feel like I'm growing really rapidly. I'm learning a lot. Like, my career is getting better and better. And I can, like, I'm really seeing, like, where putting in the effort pays off. These are all good things. But I'm just like, oh, shit. Okay, this is the fucking grind. Oh, yeah. I have to grind this out. And if I grind it out for, like, five years, there's a good chance that I will be at least successful enough to, like, pump the brakes a little bit. And take the break. And I'm trying to build in the breaks that I need. Like, that's another thing I really like about doing OnlyFans is, like, it lets me have so much control over my schedule, which is just... No, it's... it's, So many people have so little control over the schedule. I mean, especially in this pandemic. You look at how many people are forced to go out there and, like, do Instacart, Postmates. You know, just garbage fucking life-risking jobs for no fucking money. Yeah. And they got no choice. They have no safety net they have no way to pump the brakes at some point so mm-hmm. the the fact that you will are working in that ability is fucking amazing like oh it's fucking it's huge and like i've literally i've said it so many times in the last like three four months but it is it's enormous and like i kind of i literally did sort of feel like doing a little fuck you to like everyone that that and there wasn't even a lot of people it's not like i got a super negative reaction when i got into porn like 
everyone that I knew in high school and like from jobs and college before is still like cool with me. Like we still talk on Facebook. Like guess what? Even if they're not, fuck them. Yeah, no, it's like, but there's been so many because I like actually changed my name to Kate the other day, like officially. Oh, with like your Facebook, official? like on Facebook, I'm a Facebook. Oh wow! I'm like it's it's my middle name. Like it's not even a huge jump. Well, I know. And, I, I, I've seen your legal name pop up as people you may know, and it just didn't send you a friend yeah. request. I'm like, I was like, all right, you know what? Like, fuck it. Like, I like, and I just posted. I was like, look, I like this better. It's my middle name. Get the fuck over it. And like, everyone was so cool with it. Like, a bunch of people I went to high school with liked it. Like, girls I used to work with said nice comments. Like, my grandma posted. She's like, I love you no matter what your name is. Love, Graham. Aww. My uncle was like, hey, he's like, I totally fucking get it. He's like, I use my middle name when I sign up for triathlons because I don't like using my first name. And I was like, that's cool. Not quite the same, but close. No, it's because he doesn't like his first name either. Oh. And so he, but he's never like been able to have like a stage, like have a career where he could just like change his name. Gotcha. And like it was, you know, it was kind of like too late because even for me, like if I just want to like change my name, I guess it's more accepted now. But if you think about like a 60 year old man, if he just suddenly was like, call me something else, you know, in like the early 1970s, people would be like, what the fuck? Oh, believe me, somebody who have fucking. Yeah. Help. People have weird ideas about changing your name. Like my mom genuinely thinks that it's like a uh, symptom of like psychosis or like like disconnected personality. I'm like, no, mom, I just don't fucking like my name. Well, it is definitely hard for people to do adapt to. For fuck's sake, one of my friends, uh, literally is just, you know, yeah, been exploring his sexuality, and he's just like, as part of this, I'm going by a new name, and like he had to pull me off the side in a like private yeah. private conversation. He was actually on the Jackbox with us for a little while. Oh, cool! And it's like, hey, man, um, I, we haven't talked about this, like, so I'm not offended about it, but like, I'm going by this now. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool, man, but. It's still like I've known the dude for 15, 16 years under one name. So it will take half a second. I will have to check myself to like, yeah, call him by his preferred name. Yeah, for sure. Like, I know it's an address. Obviously, like, my changing my name is not the same as like someone exploring their, like, not exploring my sexuality by changing my name to my middle name. I am a bi, and I already know that. But, and, uh, but I mean, I'm bi when my name is ever, it's, yeah, it's the but, same no, end result. Yeah, it's definitely different. But like honestly, like like it's cool. It's just cool when people are like supportive of that in general. Cause it like no matter for what reason, like if you do change your name, like on some level, you are kind of changing your identity. And you're like for me, it's very much like that. It's like, hey, actually, like this is who I am. And I think that's pretty great. And I think it's valuable. And I think you should still want to know me, even if I'm not the person that like you you know. I think that's very true for people that have spent like a large amount of their lives, like trying to live up to like a certain standard or be somebody that they didn't feel like they were. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And we should hopefully encourage more people to live up to their own standards and not the standards of others. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like it, it really is very freeing. Just be like, you know, this is, I've noticed that too during the pandemic. I'm like, look, this is how much I work. This is how much good shit you can get out of me and then i have to take a nap and that's okay it is yeah speaking of all your work 
I want to publicly congratulate you on the Ding Dong Show. Oh, thank you very much. Want to tell the audience what all went down? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm still showcasing on it right now, but I'm showcasing on the Ding Dong Show at the Comedy Store, and we do it every Monday night at 1030. And right now it's on YouTube Live, but when the store opens back up, I will be there every Monday night at 1030. And I'm doing a regular segment coming up now, so that will be fun. I just came up with one last night after the show, so I'm stoked on that. What is so, that? What is the Ding Dong show for people who aren't like comedy store regulars? So it's a comedy show. It's in the belly room. Um, and it's kind of just a motley crew of people. Um, and uh, most of the performers have like a regular segment that they do. And it's sometimes kind of bizarre. One guy does magic. There's a girl that does like the reports from last week. Um, there's a very almost kind of like each person does a game. People will do like sketches or whatever. Um, and the last two times I've just done stand up because like that's I, it is a slightly different format of comedy than what I normally do. So like because normally I just do stand up. So it's just they're like, do you want to do anything? And I was like, here's a joke I wrote. <laughs> do you like it? <laughs> Which is a weird way to do stand up. Do you approve of this comic material that I am doing yeah. right now? The the joke uh, that I did last night was that I got a sunburn at the Black Lives Matter march. I felt like it was the least I could do. The only thing that the cops are asking me about is wearing sunscreen. Oh. 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 That's not true. I've been sexually harassed by like six cops. So that's not true at all. We should like abolish and defund that LAPD. For real. They're terrible. Um, oh, yeah. I have a, a female friend who like was witness to a pretty messy car accident. Yeah. Like, I think there may have been fatalities, but definitely an ambulance yeah. called car accident. She was just a witness. Cop, yeah. cop got her number from her statement and like t- texted her to like try to hit her up. Yeah, no, for I like I've actually never had a run in with the LAPD, but I've had in like in my college town, I had multiple like issues. They were fucking horrible. I was walking home one time, I was probably like 19. We were drunk, like it was me and my roommate, and we're walking back to our like first apartment, right? We're like walking up College Hill uh, or University Hill. And there's these two guys in like normal clothes and they have this fucking tiny little blonde girl. Like this girl weighs like 90 fucking pounds. And she's like sitting zip tied with her hands behind her back, like crying in the dirt. Like she's all dirty and she's crying. And I like stop. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? Like what? what? She's clearly messed up. Like, why is she in the fucking mud? And they're like, we're like Boulder PD. Fucking, like, my roommate grabbed me. She's like, we're going home. She's like, we're not. Because I, I was like, what is wrong with you? Um, and then I had one time I had stepped out of like a bar to go smoke. And I stood like 25 feet away from the door. And I'm just standing there. And like five cops come up to me. And I'm like, you can't smoke on this side of the street. And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry. I'll walk across the street. They're like, well, we need your ID. And you're like, I'm like, I'm one girl, tiny alone on the street like and i was like I, my purse everything i have is back in the bar and i i was in the it's, it's right there right clearly like i was, I was like i'm I, I was like i'm clearly not 18 like what the fuck and they're like oh we just have to run it and make sure you're not like a murderer or something and i was like i'm five foot two like if i'm a murderer like that's the crime of the century i mean you could definitely m- murder a sleeping dude Yeah, it was just, it was, like, this insane, and then they were, like, it was horrible, and then, like, now I'm just detailing terrible encounters I've had with the police. The police are bad. 
I was in a domestic, and I don't want to get into this one, but I was in a domestic violence situation one time and four cops showed up. Three of them were men and all three of them were like, well, what did you do? You should find a different place to sleep than my own apartment, by the way. And finally one, the one female cop pulled me aside and was like, this isn't okay. And she actually did something. Good. But it was like fucking, it was horrible. Like the whole experience. Yeah. Cops are bad. I feel like we need a more nuanced approach than just blanket cops are bad. Yeah. I don't know. No, I just think all cops are bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. They're all bad. So Ron Jeremy was arrested in Los Angeles. (laughs) Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Way to like fucking... uh, You wanted to talk about it. I know, but way to weekend update it. That was so like... Oh, fucking... uh, That's the only job that I would want on SNL. I've said this on record many times. That's the only way I would be an SNL cast member. That was such a weekend update read. So Ron Jeremy was arrested... I considered majoring in broadcast news for a little while when I was in college, but I found out that you have to move to like the middle of bumfuck nowhere and do the local news in like Laramie, Wyoming for like 10 years and they get to pick your haircut. Oh yeah. That's like- you don't even get to pick your own haircut. That was the straw. I was like, I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> I was good at it too. I was a very good. I did like the news. I did a bunch in high school. I'm very like poised. I know, I know how to deliver a, I know. <laughs> Shame. Now I do stand-up comedy. So. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not stand-up comedy. But, yes, Ron Jeremy was in motherfucking court today. Yes. Was he in court or was he arrested? I thought he was arrested today. No, no, he was in court. He was He's in, in court. court. Yeah. Okay, he was in court today. Yeah. Well, um, in news that surprised absolutely no one. Yeah. I don't know. I've met him several times. He's never showed an interest in me, probably because we dress exactly the same. So, <laughs> you wearing Crocs right now? No, but I do have Crocs, and I wear them. Like not out, but I wear them. They're very comfortable. Yeah, it... I actually know the guy who's the founder of Crocs. This is a fun story. All right. Okay, so um, Crocs were invented in Colorado like in the town next to my hometown, which is also where Kristen Schaal is from. Um, yeah. And so the guy that invented them, like they, like they blew up overnight in like 2004, 2005. They got huge. And they're making all this fucking money, man. Just fucking antimicrobial boat shoes for white people. Fuck yeah. Everybody's wearing Crocs. And then like Crocs became like a national punchline a couple years later. Dude loses all his money. Wife leaves him. He's a very sad man who was a member at the country club that I worked at in college. And I used to make him smoothies in the morning. And he would just stare into his peanut butter and banana smoothie and just be sad. But his kids were very well behaved. But he could still afford a country club. So he didn't lose that much money. He, I mean, he lost a lot of money for sure. He still had a lot of money because he was a rich white man. He was a rich white man before that. Oh, okay. Still a rich white man, but like definitely. And like everybody else, like also dude, like being the person that owns the brand that is the national joke. Like, oh, man, I always fell for that dude. He was a nice guy. He really just wanted to make good, cheap plastic boat shoes for people. And everybody made fun of him. And he was a nice guy. Well, like the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I felt really bad. I was like, he, I think he lost something like a billion dollars or something. Well, I'm it's like a crazy amount of money. That's nice to hear that he lost more money than I'm ever going to earn in my lifetime. Yeah. 
how that if I had kids, like my next two or three generations would ever earn. Oh, easily. Exactly. I mean, unless Squeegee starts doing really well on TikTok, like. I, I, I mean, I already proposed to you once on the show. If Squeegee starts doing well, Aww. I will double down on the proposal. I just want Canadian citizenship, but if you're rich, I'm totally in. Right? I'm a gold digger. I'm not above it. I've already proposed once for, well, it wasn't love. It was drunk. Um, I guess the second one's for money. I mean, you marry once for love, once for money. Well, I mean, I proposed once for drunk. Well, I I think you're supposed to marry for money first and then for love. I don't know. I mean, I've never gotten married. I probably never will. I don't either. I don't think so either. I have a veil just like in case of emergencies. Emergency wedding? It was on sale. It was like $9 and it was really pretty. And so I bought it and I just have it because it feels like a weird thing to get rid of. And I still like it. I'm going to definitely do like veil scenes with it. I'm going to take nudes in it. Like that's what it's going to end up as. But like, you know, it's just fun to take nudes in something that was supposed to be this like beautiful, like, it's still can. family heirloom. It still can be. Can. Where on yeah. your wedding day? It still can be. No, it's really fun to sell naked pictures of yourself and something like that on the internet. It's I agree, really but I mean, you still could wear it on your wedding day, even though you've sold nudes in it. I don't think I would do that. Why not? I don't know. Seems weird. Life's weird. Life is weird. I don't know. Seems weird. But yeah, back to Ron. Plus, I could get a nicer one now. But it's. Why? Why would you need to? It has sentimental value at this point. Not really. I bought it at a thrift store five years ago. Had sentimental value. Someone, <laughs> goddammit. Uh, yeah, anyways, um, Ron Jeremy uh, was in court today. Um, Ron Jeremy also hangs out at a gas station at Sunset in Laurel Canyon and hits on teenagers. So now you know that too. And uh, well, everyone else did, in case, you know. Oh, and I'm, I'm addressing the listeners. I figured you already knew that. I did. I also know that every time yeah. I step foot in the rainbow, he's there mean mugging me. Ron He's does not always, like, always at the rainbow. Ron does not like me. So can't imagine why. He doesn't like me either. So I don't dress like him. I, I, I feel like that would be a reason to like me, but I guess not. But yeah, Ron does not like me. Not like I want Ron Jeremy to hit on me, but just like, you know, it's a little insulting. Yeah, it's like, what, 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 what chop liver over here? It's not, it's not surprising. People don't. Delia never hit on me either. And I would just like to say, there's a weird pattern going around of people that were mean to me that have had terrible things happen to them by their own fault. Well, I'm glad I've always been nice to you. You should be. My English teacher in high school got cancer and died alone. Well, I mean, that's my fate anyway, so no matter how mean or nice I am to you. I don't think you'll die. Oh, no. Uh, It'll be in a car full of people with them screaming, probably. There you go. Um, But yeah, he's in court. He is facing 90 fucking years. 90 years. And he's probably only got like five left. That dude is not doing well. No, he wasn't doing well. Not a healthy looking guy. No. No, no. No. So it'll it'll be interesting. I I read the LA Times article and... They're like, oh, some of the, you know, because it's still pending in court, alleged rapes happened in a West Hollywood bar. It's like, come on, LA Times. Anyone who lives in Los Angeles. say it was the rainbow. Right. Because we all know Ron's not anywhere else. 
And we all know how much gin they put in their gin and tonics. They taste like battery acid. I've never drank a gin and tonic there, but I will take your word for it. I have only had a sip of one because I don't personally like gin or tonic. But I had a sip of my friends when we were there one time because she and she's from New York and she likes to drink. And she took a sip and she was like, I can't fucking drink this. And she's like, taste this. And I was like, I don't like that. She's like, just taste it. Trust me. And holy motherfucking balls. Have you ever stuck your tongue in a light socket? No, that sounds really that's painful. What it, that's what it tasted like. Strong drinks at the rainbow. I drink whiskey on the rocks, so it's a stiff pour, though. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a still four. It better be for like what they fucking charge. That's true. This is true. I don't really pay for drinks there a lot, but yeah, that's true. I'm, uh, Kate, I'm Kate Kennedy. Dudes just buy me drinks. I usually go with other people, and then they buy me drinks, and then I'm like, "Do you want me to Venmo you?" And they're like, "Don't worry about it." And I'm like, "All right, cool." I kidding. buy drinks for other people too. I know. No, you've definitely bought me drinks. I definitely owe you a couple drinks. Definitely do. That was discussed on the previous podcast that's never being aired. I could have not brought it up and it would have been buried forever. But no, I No, it wouldn't have. Memory of an elephant. I knew that. I would have remembered. The minute we were at Lost Property again, I would have been like, Matt, you owe me two drinks. <laughs> we don't know why I'll I owe you. For, two. I never forget a bar tab. We never we don't know why I owe you two drinks, but I just owe you two drinks. It's not a tit for tat thing. I definitely ain't you. No, it's never a tit for tat thing with me ever. Anyway. So it's just a like, you know, reciprocal. Because I reciprocate too. I'm a good friend. I know. I know. Um I don't I don't have to sell I don't have to sell you on being a good friend. You gave me chicken and weed. Imagine going to a punk show at the rainbow right now. What, all the COVID? No, like before that. I like to think of the time before in like a romantical sort of way. <laughs> like I was daydreaming about eating at House of Pies earlier today. Oh, dude, they have French toast croissants. House of Pies. I did photos with one of my favorite photographers who like also lives in the neighborhood. and was like, yo, I haven't gotten to shoot in four months. Like, do you want to just like hang and shoot? And I was like, yes, I do. And he brought squeegee, choose chew bones. And he brought me cheesecake from House of Pies. I want cheesecake. Oh, I want He's cheesecake. like, I know you like House of Pies. And I was like, dude, I'm gonna cry. It was so nice. And then I got like a whole week's worth of content. And then I got to eat cheesecake. It was like the best day ever. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Also, ladies, he's running a sale. Dean Capture. He takes all of my professional photos. And he is a very nice person. You should hire him. You should. Yeah. Love- House of Pies still. The fact that they have French toast croissants blows my mind. Everything. Lost Feliz Omelette. Oh, my God. So good. Fucking their club sandwich. So good. Their key lime pie. Not so good. But. No, I like their custard pie. I haven't had it. I am okay. always on the quest for good key lime pie. Always on the quest. Yeah. Like, it's got to be tart. And it's got to be. It does. It has to be tart. Yeah. And like, they're- a good, like, the graham cracker crust for me has to be, like, fine. I don't like a chunky crust. Yeah. I like a smooth crust. Smooth cream cracker crust, tart pie. Cannot be a sweet key lime pie. It's got to be tart. Homemade whipped cream on top. Not too sweet, just a little sweet with maybe like a little vanilla in it. I don't need that. I don't need the whipped cream. Oh, I like the whipped cream. There's always a little whipped cream on top. Just a little drizzle of it. (laughs) The little starlet thingies. I went to cake decorating camp. Did you know that? I did not. Tell me about yeah. cake decorating camp, Kate Kennedy. 
I don't know. My parents sent me to sewing camp and cake decorating camp, and I didn't learn how to use Excel until college. So I have no useful skills for this world, but I know exactly how to like pipe icing onto a cake and I have a great buttercream recipe. So it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I was once lured back to a woman's apartment because she was a pastry chef who had cakes. So dude, oh my God. My neighbor who I met yesterday is this wonderful older woman. And I was like walking out and she like saw Squeegee and Squeegee wanted to say hi to her. And I was like, I'm sorry. Like she's trying, she's like, oh my God, it's fine. She's like, I just see you guys all the time. You're so darling. She's like, I'm a pastry chef at Wolfgang Puck. And I was like, say what now? And she's like, oh. I bring home stuff all the time for extra people. What's your apartment number? Like, I'll bring you guys some treats. I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, hi, we live in so-and-so. She's like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. She's like, are you allergic to anything or do you not like anything? I was like, no, I'm not allergic to anything. And I just like nothing. Thank you, friend. So now. You're my new my- bestie. I was like, my nice elderly lady neighbor is going to like bring me treats. The best. There's also a guy in my building that works for like a beer distributor. And like he comes home with shit tons of beer. And sometimes he brings you beer. You have a good community in that apartment. Really good community. Yeah. I've made a lot of friends since COVID because it's an old building and the hallways are very small. So we're pretty much all consigned to getting each other's illnesses. Um... It's fun. I feel like I live in a giant college dorm with a bunch of weirdos. It's great. I love it. Like most people, there's like some older people in the building and they're super rad. And then there's a couple built like apartments where you're like, there's definitely 10 people living in this apartment. Hollywood. Hollywood. And they've definitely lived here for like 20 years because it's rent controlled. <laughs> and, um, but then everyone else is like an artist or a writer or a chef or some shit. Like, and they're like, 20s or 30s and it's fun i like it like it's it is a cool like actually a bunch of us like after everything finally like subsides like maybe next summer we're thinking about doing because we live in a cul-de-sac and we're thinking about doing like getting permission from the city to block off our cul-de-sac for the night and throw like a huge block party i will come crash the like fuck when out it's of that safe shit. well we were gonna go around because there's like three or four other buildings and like everyone in those buildings seems pretty nice too so we're like, we'll go around and invite everybody. And one of our friends is a chef. And we'll like have the kids play kickball in the fucking cul-de-sac. And it'll be super fun. And everyone can bring lawn chairs and just kick it. I will, as I said, crash the fuck out like, of that Right? Shit. Wouldn't that be so fun? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be a blast. And like, I looked into getting permits from the city of LA. And it's actually not that hard. Nice. Especially because it's like a cul-de-sac. Like, nobody gives a shit. Right. Like. It's like, no one's going to come through here. It's right off the 101. Yeah. I think it would be cool if, like, we have, like, a retaining wall at the end of it. And I think it'd be cool if we, like, repainted a new mural. But I'm dreaming really big here. Hey, there's nothing wrong with dreaming big. But we might have, like, a year to plan this. So Do that shit. Like. It is about that time, though. Oh, is it? It is. (gasps) Have we finally talked for long enough that, like, we're not even going to have, like, we don't have hard outs. We finally talked for long enough. I could keep talking to you. I'm not doing anything. I'm not either. I could definitely keep talking to you. I, you know. My TV is broken, Matt. <laughs> so I'm your only source it of It doesn't work. It doesn't connect. And it's so sad because it can see the Wi-Fi, but it can't connect to the Wi-Fi. It reminds me of my relationship with my mother. Like, I can see it, but can't connect to it. And 
I just thought of that and it was beautiful, wasn't it? I know, and thankfully we've captured it for posterity's sake. You're welcome. It makes me very sad. It can't connect. And someone was like, just run an Ethernet cable. And I was like, the fucking modem's in my goddamn bedroom. I don't have to run across a whole fucking apartment. I already thought about that. So what is this, 2000? Yeah, plus a $35 Ethernet cable will cost the same as a Roku. Would it be more stable? Probably, yes. Definitely, yes. But I already rewired the internet like five times when I moved in, so I'm not going to do it again. Fair enough. There's a lot of holes in the molding now. These things happen. I think I'm going to paint my porno closet or at least do something with it because I hate the white. And I would like to turn it into a place where I can actually shoot, but I'm trying to like figure out how I do that right now. We talked about this like this was the beginning of the podcast, so it's a nice full circle thing. Hey, nothing like a callback. We appreciate those around here. Kate Kennedy, because it is last call, and we've been at this for a hot minute. I will happily talk to you offline as long as you want to talk to me. But for the audience, as we get more and more intoxicated and nonsensical, we yeah. probably should cut this and get the fuck out of here for the internet. For the greater good, yes. For the greater good. Where can they find you on the socials? All that fun shit, the OnlyFans. Yeah, the good shit. You can find me pretty much anywhere on the internet as the OG Kennedy. T-H-E-O-G as an original gangster. Kennedy as in the dead president. Um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok, which I am very bad at, but you should follow me at anyways, um, as the underscore OG Kennedy. But if you would like to send a strongly worded Instagram message to the guy that has the OG Kennedy on Instagram and is fucking squatting on it, no matter how much money I offer him for the account, feel free to do that as well. If you would like my OnlyFans, you can go to www.theogkennedy.com. Dun, dun, dun. And as always, you can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter, Matt Slayer on Instagram, Matt F and Slayer on Facebook. You can find the podcast at And Now We Drink on Twitter and Now We Drink underscore on Instagram. And until next week, drink up, motherfuckers. Also, come watch me on Twitch, play video games, and make an ass of myself. Twitch.tv slash Matt F and Slayer. Until next week, for real, drink up, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers.